0: Alright, talk about Frank Here we go.
2: Alex and Ash, man, I almost did not want to hit the music tonight. Because after the Knicks shoot out to a 21-point lead, a 16-point fourth-quarter lead, they did their best, I mean absolute best, to blow this whole thing, end up losing the lead, take a one-point deficit going into crunch time. Carl Anthony Towns was amazing for the Timberwolves. Give credit where it's due. But Julius got his and one. RJ got his and one. And when they needed it the most, they got clutch free throws from Alec Burks to put this thing away, 103-99, <laughs> to 99, man. Yeah, I needed my pacemaker, man. I needed my pacemaker tonight. But the Knicks win it, 103-99. Um, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Number one show for the fans by the fans, C.P. Ashley Moss, the the Alex Rotaros in the building. Al, give, give me some thoughts on this one, man, because it, it was an unbelievable finish, man. Give me some thoughts, bro.
3: Oh, my God. Talk about – it's not like a tail of two halves. It's more like three quarters. They showed tale up in of the two fourth quarters. quarters. It,
0: was,
3: it was just like what – so frustrating that they had a uh, 21-point 20 point lead, uh, as Ashley pointed me. Uh, corrected me before this we hopped on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we thought it was going to be an easy cakewalk game. It was like Minnesota – they haven't been closing games. like They keep a close for the most part, but they just can't seem to find a way to do it. And the Knicks just – I feel like it just comes to playing down to competition Like for them. like They were just on like – I, I had that feeling throughout the entire night that they were just kind of on cruise control yeah. as they were playing, and they just were able to get up to 21 points. And then they were still staying on cruise control going all the way into the fourth quarter, although it didn't help that the second unit just – Besides Alec Burks, no one could get it going tonight. You saw D. Rose struggling to find a shot. Quickly couldn't really get it going, although he was able to draw like a foul and get to the line. Just no one was able to get it in the second unit. So we had to really rely on our first unit. But if we lost this game, man, I would have probably been in the hospital right now. Tough, tough, (laughs) tough. And and
2: at 21 points, I hit up Ash. I'm like, listen, man, this game is trash. There's no flow to the game. We better be ready to talk trades to switch up the topic because uh, it's not going to be much to talk about in the game all of a sudden it turned. Ash, what happened, man? What happened? You jinxed
4: us. <laughs> you jinxed us is what happened. No, so it was listen, just like we always talk about good losses and bad losses, there are such things as good wins and bad wins. And yes, you got the dub in the column and that's really, you know, at the end of the day, you are what your record says you are. And we got a win to add to our record. But this was an ugly one. I mean, ugly. the Timberwolves came in at 7-23, and 23, the worst in the NBA. We had a 21-point lead on them that ultimately could have went in either direction. I think the rotations killed us. Rose did not look great. I mean, the foul trouble was atrocious between Randall and Noel, who, you know, eventually fouled out. The game had no flow. I mean, the Knicks' second unit is somewhat solid, I would say. I think it has the moments where it's a solid second unit. The Timberwolves do not and we just let you know cat get cooking and it's just was it was a ridiculous ridiculous predicament to be in we should never have been in it we pulled out the win yeah. but this was a telling one and it's a lot of things that you know going into the film room looking at you know the games that are going to be in the garden this upcoming week there's some things that that um that needs to be fixed. I need to be corrected. Yep. You're not supposed to get a. You're not supposed to get into a close, you know, shootout, and you're not supposed to have a close game against a team like this. Worst,
2: worst team in the league, and I honestly think Cat could have went for 50 if he if he applied himself a little bit more because Noel, neither Noel nor Taj had had answers for him. Taj, you know, give credit. Taj, you know, bodied him up a little bit at that last possession, but it rimmed out. It rimmed in and out. You know, Cat could have easily made that shot. It just got lucky. It bounced out once Noel uh, fouled out and Taj was guarding him. But um, the the concerns I had was, number one, three-point defense. You know, this was a team that doesn't shoot the three particularly well. They gave, the Knicks gave Minnesota 16 threes on the night. Shot over 40% from three. Conversely, the Knicks only made six threes tonight. The offense was stuck in the mud once again. Couldn't finish. thought this whole game was started off... And it even ended with the the Knicks not able to put the ball in the hole uh, within three feet of the hoop with whether it was whether it was Peyton Derek Rose, even RJ at times. we just could not get the ball into the hole at the rim and, and that was an yeah. issue. Another issue I looked at was the bench, you know the second unit which which had been a strength, and when D Rose came in him and quickly had it cooking for about three games, but they'd come back to life a little bit, struggled. Obi struggled to the point where, in that pivotal point in the third quarter, when they started to blow the lead, Tid pulls him with the quick hook. You know what I mean? So that, that second unit definitely didn't have it tonight, man. Uh, Ash, what what'd you think about him tonight?
4: Yeah, the second unit, like I mentioned, it didn't look great, and it is a solid second unit. Obviously, scoring is one of our issues on this team. Nobody is oblivious to that fact, but the second unit you know, for the past few games has been decent and has been keeping us, you know, in close games and also ultimately you know, responsible for helping us to secure some wins along the way too, so I don't know really what went on today, they looked a little tired, they looked a little lethargic they also looked like they kind of just, I don't know if it was the long break, I'm not really sure what was going on but it just didn't look like the same you know, dynamic or rather the same, you know, just um, explosive second unit that we usually see that kind of gets the offense moving, I thought But, you know, um, Tibbs kind of kept them also in a little bit too long. I would like to see them, you know, get off the court a little bit quicker, especially because they just were not clicking. But, you know, like I said, a win is a win, but this is a telling win. And, you know, there are some things that need to go ahead and be corrected, especially, you know, playing the next few games at home. You need to defend home court at all costs necessary. So – I just hope that in that film room, they're looking at the things that although they got the win, they're looking at the things that could have been done better because there's a lot of them. The list yeah. is pretty long.
2: De- definitely, man. And, uh, you know, even Burks. Like, I kind of jinxed Burks because Burks got out to a hot star. He, he, he um hit about seven points in that first half got cooking early with a three and a couple of buckets but later in that game in that third quarter he he just didn't have much going like I said luckily you know he's he's one of the better free throw shooters on our team and he was able to put I think four points in there and, and get some clutch buckets down the stretch so um, that was clutch. Uh, on the good notes, Julius once again outstanding, outstanding performance for Julius Randle. 25 points, 14 boards on the campaign. 50% from the field, 2 4 from downtown. Uh, four dimes to put it in. You know, I thought I thought Julius kind of started the game out. Where he was kind of getting everybody else involved, you know, seeing mm-hmm. what everybody else was going to deal with, and then once he wanted to turn it on, late second quarter, he starts turning it on, and yeah. and that was that man. He started cooking. What you think about Julius's game tonight?
3: I think Julius, as you said, he was doing a little bit of everything in the first half. I think he had like twelve points, had like four or five rebounds, and like two, three assists when he before the half, first half ended, and he was just trying to get everyone in rhythm, keeping himself in rhythm. He was just doing what. As we were just expecting of Julius at this point, what we've seen at the beginning of this season, he's just he is that engine of the team, and you know he's making sure everyone gets uh, involved. The, the pass to the uh, to Burke, uh, not Burke, so uh, Bullock in the corner was just yeah. phenomenal. The way he was able to shake, uh, I forget who who was guarding him, and just like do a quick spin move for an easy dunk baseline. That was just another way of him yeah. like feeling the defense. It was Vanderbilt. 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 Yep. And so like he was just feeling the game, letting it come to him for the most part, and that's what's what he's been able to do this entire season. So there's nothing like honestly like I think Jay Ellis said on the show, like we don't give enough praise to Julius Randle because it's just yes. been like consistent enough. Like we're just kinda like, Oh yeah, we're expecting this at this point. But like what Hold on, Alex. Do- don't yeah.
4: say we don't give enough <laughs> oh, here to we
3: praise. Go, to oh, here we go. Man. I
0: am not here
4: on that do not include me in that here conversation. Carry on. That's all I have <laughs> Continue,
3: I'm, using the, I'm using the royal we for yeah. the for everyone else out there, yeah, the fans the out there book. who are maybe the yes. Book. <laughs> so like you know, just like Randall's, just like out there, just doing his thing, and it's kind of like this is why he's in the All Star conversation, and even now be, people man. are starting it has to be, and now even people are talking, talking like maybe he should even get like MVP voting, not necessarily win, but yeah. you know he's legit, like pulling this team, like with the help of like the coaching staff, and everyone else yeah. around him, like from the grave. <laughs> so it's like. We got to acknowledge what Julius randle has been doing this season and just continuously just like give this man like props for what he's done. Yeah. yeah.
4: And if he is not voted into the All Star, I'm going to raise hell on Twitter. Just know that. Criminal. Giving you guys we'll be... fair warning. Fair warning. Yeah, he's, I'm he's going gotta get to in. light Twitter on fire if he is not a reserve for the All Star. So just letting well, you guys know.
2: What you, do you think about his night tonight?
4: Listen, Julius is just playing Julius Randle basketball that we've always wanted to see from him. I just feel like he really is just in his zone. Um, Even when he's not, you know, doing the most dynamic things on the court, and you know, when he's not slam dunking or not playing, you know, ridiculous defense, because I do think defensively this game wasn't the best. Um, Obviously, you let the worst team in the NBA put up, you know, almost 100 points. The defense is not tight the way it should be. And like I said, the game, and like we've all said, the game could have went in either direction, but... We got to get Julius Randle some help, first of all. But also, I just think that he's comfortable in where he is at this moment in his career that he's just really able to kind of facilitate and just keep the game alive and just keep the team momentum going. And it just really is just great to see and have that kind of leadership on the team, especially when this is the Julius Randle that we were kind of hungry for last season. I'm just really, you know, excited and happy to see him come into his own as a player. And some guys, it takes a little bit longer for them to develop. I think, you know, throughout his career, he's been in the league like six years at this point. Six Five, six years at mm-hmm. seven years at seven this point. Years. So you know, it, it's taken him a little bit longer to kind of find his game and kind of find where you know his his boxes, his niches. And he's found it, and I think you know it's only up from up from here for Julius Randle. I think yep. we're only beginning to see the type of player that he's going to be.
2: Hundred percent. And I thought the help tonight came from nine god R. J. Barrett, Broadway Barrett. Nine god only,
4: Hashtag nine god Come only on now. The
2: player to join Julius in the twenty-point club tonight. R. J. Chipped in with twenty-one points, four rebounds, uh, ten and twenty from the field. So another efficient game for R. J. One-on-one from from downtown, and again when when this game got tight you know he he was able to get his bully ball in there force some things in there and uh and he got a nice little three-point play at the end uh to to really get a, get us back in the game. I think that three-point play either put us up one. I think it put us up one. Um there was one point that the uh he, he takes that drive on Towns and gets blocked. I would have loved to have just seen him just pull up for the mid-range. He's got to trust his mid-range a little bit more, but all in all, solid game from R.J. Nice bounce back game. He closed in the fourth quarter, which which is what you wanted to see. And uh, so yeah, he, I think I thought he did a great job of helping Julius. What do you think?
3: Hey man, Our, R.J. is just you know he was my most improved at the beginning of the season when we had that panel, and he's just showing that he's taken another step this season. Being able to finish around the rim, getting comfortable in the mid range, starting to do a bit of playmaking here and there. He's being patient with his shot selection. Everything that you want to see from RJ. And even at the beginning of the season when he was in that funk where it was just either three or driving to the hoop, it was so predictable what he was going to do. Now it's just kind of like I don't know what he's going to do on a, every single like basis once he touches the ball. And that's what you want to know. You want to confuse the defense. You want to make sure that no one has an, any idea what you're about to do, and he's doing that. So he's he's definitely the second like key component of this team to make it go. If he's not going at, with Julius, the team really struggles, yeah, no and you know, and it's, it's just so tough. So, yeah. what R J is doing right now, just phenomenal. I think I'm. He's always got my faith. Love the kid. Not much more you could say about him.
2: Yeah, not much more but we're not trading him. Ash, go ahead. No. <laughs>
4: yeah, listen. You know how I feel about those trade RJ talks. Not having any of it, not but having. I really feel like I really feel like the thing about RJ, he's so elusive and he's really he's getting more and more elusive with each game. I mean, if you look at the way that he is, you know, trying to, he's getting to the rim. It's, yeah, not, just snake dribble. The, snake yeah, it's not just in the traditional mm. sense and it's not just in the traditional RJ sense that we've been seeing. He's getting more crafty and more creative. And it's just easy to see that when he drives to the rim and when he go ahead and he uses his elusiveness, it's hard to stop him, man. Like his athleticism when he's in his bag, when he's in his bread and butter, is just hard to stop him. And I think when he developed, you know, a consistent mid-range game and a consistent jumper, things like that, I mean, the kid is only 20 years old and we have this conversation often, I mean, we're only starting to see glimmers of what RJ can be. But right now, I mean, he gets better and better every day. And I think the most impressive thing about him is that when he has the games where we're like, okay, where's RJ? Like, what's going on with RJ? He's Mm -hmm. not, you know, what we've been seeing. He's able to kind of snap back into it. And I'm just hoping that, you know, when the fans return to the Garden and he has the games where he's not his best, He doesn't let kind of the crowd noise and, you know, the outsider opinions start to affect him. And he's able to kind of have that same bounce back game because he does it well. And I think that if he can continue on his trajectory, we're going to see a whole different RJ even next season. The season after that, he's only going to keep getting better.
2: True story, true story. Well, said, and salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs-up button for your squad. CP, Ashley Moss, Alex, Tartarus, the Trattacast are in the building. What do you guys think about tonight's game? 103-99, Knicks get the W. Almost didn't want to play the music tonight, man, but we, we got it done. 15-16 and 16 on the campaign. And, again, a much-needed win when you see how jumbled up things are in the East. So you got to take care of business at home against, you know, mm-hmm. these teams that you're better than. This is the last place Minnesota Timberwolves team, but – you know a team that still has talent, you know Carl Anthony Towns is very talented, yeah. and um like I said he he really could have could have put one on us if he if he wanted to, but you know he he came in down the stretch in that fourth quarter and really enforced his will and luckily, they just didn't have enough of a supporting cast to to help him out or we we would have been talking about an upset, so so to everybody in the chat once again, make sure you guys sign up for tonight's giveaway. Matter of fact, we're doing two giveaways tonight. One to celebrate 31,000 subscribers for Knicks Fan TV. Appreciate everybody for doing that, and then another for tonight's win. So, the first one is a, um, a Nike. They call it a, a Nike mascot, but it's not the Knicks mascot. But it's, it's just the brand of the Nike uh, T-shirt. So we're gonna give that away. We got the giveaway link in the at the top of the chat. So make sure you guys hit that and sign up, and we'll announce the winners. Tonight in a few. All right, so let's go to the phones. Let's hear from the people. See what the people have to say on this one. I'm just pull up the um the phones here. So tell everybody in the chat once again. 1,400 people rocking with us. So tell everybody on Facebook. Papa Left, Papa Left, what's going on, bro?
5: I hope everything's doing well with you guys. CT, Ash, Alex. How, um, how you doing, bro? How's Facebook. everything? You, you
6: back home upset or no? Set with a win. Oh, you can't nuts okay
7: yeah
6: the the feeling of that loss would have been so bad it would have set up your day at work in a terrible way
0: it would it would have killed <laughs> Tuesday's game because we're
6: we're probably behind the eight ball there, and then it would just put the worst feeling on this home stretch. so I'm absolutely relieved, and I'm definitely happy that we won the game with that said, um you know there's a few things we need to clean up um on defense. In the in the uh, the second unit, we really struggled in the paint yeah. to rebound, um, especially when Noel uh, came out, and uh, Minnesota closed the lead to three, and I uh, really thought we had a, a good answer for that at the end of the half, and then in the third quarter. But what my thing, what I think is happening is, you look at a team like Toronto Raptors, Nick Nurse, or old school Spurs with Popovich. Whenever they get in a rut like that, they just run a system. And that's, you know, the strength of our team is that we can just give Randall the ball and he yeah, runs the team, like you said, like an engine. But when we start missing shots and we start losing those, you know, simple looks at the rim, it kind of takes the edge off the game, especially when you're up, you know, 15, 14 points. So, I don't know, it was just a very, you know, when Hernan Gomez hit that four-point play, yeah, it's it crazy. was kind of, you know, something... Flashed off in in all of our minds, I think. Like, yeah, all right, this could this could potentially go bad. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. it actually, <laughs> and,
7: and, and here it actually
6: would. <laughs> but um, but uh, you know, I, you know, Tibbs gets a lot of uh, heat for uh, what he did. I can't, ex- I don't know. Someone's going to complain about IQ. It's not going to be me tonight. But I just want to give. Uh, uh, Tibbs some credit for a for a substitution he made, not the Derrick Rose one for Peyton, but actually taking out Derrick Rose when we were up yeah, one. Yeah,
0: he did. He uh, did for
6: Alec Burks. And the reason why he did that is because no matter what, if Town scores, there we're calling timeout. and if he misses, we have a free throw shooter on the right. floor. Yeah, it, and it turned out to be that Alec Burks got the you know very uh, NBA two K ish. You know, you're not that good at shooting free throws in a video game, but his free throw rating is very good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's good. Free throws at the end of the game. So, um, you know, I want to give credit to Tibbs there. And uh, I want to, you know, give credit at the end of this call for Julius Randle for proving me wrong um, and just capping off his all-star campaign in a very, very solid fashion. Um, it seems like his IQ of what he wants to do with the ball, he doesn't settle for anything. He gets the perfect shot he wants, and it's just a pleasure to watch. And last thing I'll say about RJ, um, a lot of people are kind of like iffy on RJ. I'm not one of them. I love RJ. And the fact that he's, you know, missing these shots at the rim, you you can't get mad at him because who else do you want to shoot the ball? There's nobody else on this team who was ready and willing to shoot that ball other than him and Randall. Yeah. There was a a Space Jam moment when Derrick Rose ran through the lane and jumped back past Randall, and he jumped back past Reggie Bullock. That was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. (laughs)
7: Um,
6: But, uh, you know, R.J. definitely doesn't care. R.J. had one of the worst bunny choke job misses, and then he came back with with man one. And he took on too many And the fact is, we don't have space.
0: It's the spacing,
6: man. The that spacing. is going to create, you know, the, the, those kickoff positions. So yeah, man. I love RJ. I'm not mad at the win. We're 15 and 16, and we can actually have a great moment with the fans. On appreciate Tuesday night. It. Have a great night, guys.
2: Pre- appreciate it, bro. Hope you're recovering well. And, like, as eh, just like, it's like you were saying the other night, man, we, we need spacing around RJ, man. Yeah. Every time he's driving to the hoop, it's, he's, he's on four guys in the paint. I yeah. mean, we, we've got to – we gotta we gotta figure out those lineups, stagger those lineups so that he's out there with you know Burks, Randall, uh, mm-hmm. quickly, you know what I mean. Get him a Bullock, get him out there with the shooters, man. We gotta yeah. give this kid some space.
4: Yeah, he's definitely well. First, um, some people are saying they're having a hard time with the form, so if you guys can check that for. Okay, Dave. Our Dave, check
2: the form, and make sure that uh, that everything is straight. Yeah, Appreciate it. Thank but it. yeah,
4: definitely. Like I, I've said before, and I'll keep saying it. R.J. does best when he has a nice when he has nice spacing. I mean, you've seen in earlier games when I.Q. was kind of able to get that offense running for him. R.J. just flourishes in environments like that. So Tibbs really needs to do obviously a little bit hard now because we don't have the shooters that we need to go ahead and create that offense for him. But I think you know Tibbs needs to do the best job he can possible with what he has until he has something else. Because, you know, that's where, you know, R.J. really flourishes and where he shines. But I think the great thing about R.J. is he's doing a lot with not having what he needs to really get to the next level. I think it's really impressive that he's kind of able to just add different things to his game that really were not making it easy for him to add. And he's still kind of getting, you know, in the paint. And he's still getting those shots up. And he's still kind of helping out. Still efficient. Out He's still efficient, you know, on multiple ends, multiple sides of that ball. So, I just think that, you know, when you really get RJ the help that he needs and when he really is an offense and part of a team that has all the little things that somebody of RJ's position needs to really take his game to the next level, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be fantastic. He is going to, like I say, and I keep saying it, he is the face of this franchise and we've only just begun to see what he's going to look like. So.
3: Yeah. Al, Al what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Ashley said it, we need shooters on this team. Like you're not gonna see RJ at his full strength unless you get a lot of floor spacing on like this team for him. So <clears throat> you see Tibbs is like starting to like like starting to like uh was it, um like stagger some of these minutes. Like you'll see Randall now coming in with like the second unit before Obi comes in, you'll see Rose, IQ, Burks and uh, Taj on the floor. So He's trying to get Randall some spacing. Now we want to see that for RJ and see what RJ can do with those guys too because yeah. I think if you give those guys to RJ, like, RJ could just run wild, especially in transition, you know, with those type, with those guys as well. I'd love to see that. That's something that would definitely, like, help this team too, like, get some quickie, quick, easy transition buckets mm. that the second unit can, can do. We haven't seen enough of it, but, yeah, just we need shooting. We need to put RJ in just, like, like open space, let him rock. You saw what happened when Peyton was able to find him for that. It was well, – he made it look easy, he but hit it was not easy to reverse world. it. <laughs> yeah. He hit him with
0: the yeah. goth <laughs> the wall.
3: Peyton yeah. passed it to him. Dude, my, my heart was in my throat. And I was like, did this
2: actually
0: just happen? Peyton
3: passed it to him for the My Life. <laughs> incredible.
2: Absolutely incredible. So, uh, yeah, as, as you guys said, man, RJ's doing a lot with a little right now. And uh, he was very critical in this game. Very critical in this game. So, salute to RJ. So, to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Let's shout out some of the super chats that came in. Um, who hit us with a super chat? Salute to – I can't even – for some reason I can't see this. Let me – let me unpin this. Um, Somebody sent a super chat. My bad. I can't see the name. He said, Randall is our only consistent talent on offense. Second unit almost cost us two games in a row. That's true indeed. Paul Robinson says, I'm a Knicks fan, but an honest one. We're not nice enough to take our foot off the gas at any point in the game. Just facts. I'll take the W, though. Rich Novak, good finish to get the W. Bench has to step up. CP, China Restaurant, a.k.a. Snyder, has reopened.
0: Oh, your okay. spot is back. So the yeah. spot is- He's open
2: <laughs> Snyder Wings, Al, just to put you on. It's a, it's a Chinese restaurant in Brooklyn, man, but they used to have, like, the banging, banging wings. You know what I mean? You know how the Chinese food okay. always has, like, the popping mm-hmm. wings. Even if it got, like, that little, like, feather on it on the tip, it's, it's a little <laughs> seasoning. It's just a little seasoning. You, just, as, you, as, you oh, just gotta pluck man. that off, man. It's just a little <laughs> seasoning, that's it, man. So shout out to Snyder Wings, man. Hopefully, we've got a sponsor. Ron Hansley Jr. says, um,. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Nerlens No Hands Noel well came up big with 10 points, nine boards, two blocks in 28 minutes. Way to hold down the fourth through Mitch's injury. Yeah, it was a struggle for Nerlin's on Towns, man. But uh, yeah, in, in the clutch he did get a block on him, and uh, he ended up fouling out. And, and Taj ended up, you know, getting enough defense on 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 uh, Cat to to make that a difficult baseline shot, and so they were able to win the game. But I just thought it was funny out when when uh. There was one point, you know, Nerlens has no hands. There was one point in the, late in the fourth where he passes it to Bullock, <laughs> and so whatever was on Nerlens's hands that you know he's not allowed to catch anything goes to Bullock, and it goes through Bullock's hands, and they turn the ball over. That was when I had to turn the pacemaker, off, bro. I couldn't take it. I, I couldn't.
3: My God, it was that's com- that was comedy right there. I was just like, it's a what is going on moment. Just yeah. The two, the two guys who are, like, in crunch time that you're just, like, scared to see the ball go into their hands. You're just like, why? No, no, no. Like, I feel like Bullock <laughs> no! in per-
0: <laughs> no! <laughs>
3: no! I feel like, Bull- I feel like Bullock, is, like, has had so many, like, fourth quarter, like, blunders, too, like, this season where it's just kind of like, please, like, yeah. just first fourth three quarter, quarters. Meltdowns. open. If you're open, <laughs> give it to him. Fourth Noel. Fourth just quarter just meltdowns, get- <sighs> bro.
2: Oh, 'll we'll lock with the fourth quarter belt that' was bad it, It's unbelievable, but a win is a win, and we'll take it all the same. So to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up on the free squad. We got fifteen hundred people in here. Sign up for tonight's giveaway. We're giving away two two items mm-hmm. tonight, so make sure you guys get involved. um Dave said that the form is okay, so okay. I'm not sure if people are having issues just double check and and make sure do what you can. Dave, make sure you you also post the link in Facebook. We got to show our Facebook people some love as well. JJ from Brooklyn, what's going on, bro?
7: Yo, yo, what's good? Uh, A couple of statements and then a question. Yep. Man, this one got tough, man, but it's a win. That's all you could really say, but the thing I wanted to say first was with Rose and quickly, you know, when they're scoring, you don't really notice it, or if you do, you're just like, whatever, because, you know, they're, they're dropping points, but when the night really stands out that, specifically with Rose, that the ball just stops when they're in the game at times. You know, it's just a lot of one-on-one. It gets stagnant. It gets really stagnant. The same with Randall as well. That's why our offense is going to struggle at times. When the ball gets stagnant and then you don't have much shooting out there, this, these type of things are going to happen. And then I have to say this. To clowns like Max Kellerman. Ooh, tell let's Nick go. Fans, Turn it go, up. Go for the Nets, Turn it up, or on. joke. You know, this guy, man. Knicks fans, let me say this, Knicks fans are the most loyal fans it's there are fact. in sports. No Knicks fan no real Knicks fan is gonna roof for it's just because they have a great team. Yeah. Let's see in a few years when those guys are gone, Kyrie and Durant. Let's see who's real, who's a real Net fan go. and how much love they get on ESPN. And the <clears> last <throat> thing I want to ask you guys, do you think with Tibbs he's kind of a pussy guy? Do you think that he'll kinda of say, you know, let's just make a big move and, you know, we end up mortgaging the farm? you know, get like a deal or something like that and, you know, go against the front office in a way because he did bring Rose, so that a lot of that had to be, you know, Tim's call, so do you think he holds that much weight or no?
2: Good question, man. Good good question, good comment, man. I like how you brought that smoke to Max Kellerman and, and Stephen <laughs> A. on, on uh, front run of because we don't rock with them, so pre- appreciate J.J. for that. And um, it, it's an interesting segue because – you know, earlier uh, this week I had on um, John Krosinski senior writer for the Timberwolves of the Athletic, and he covered Tibbs during that tumultuous time as head coach. And we talked about that, you know, playing the vets versus development, win now versus development. Remember, that first year with the Timberwolves, he had, he had Levine, he had Towns, he had Wiggins, a young team, and they struggled. The next year, he brings in the, the, the old Bulls. He brings in Jimmy Butler, trades Levine for Jimmy Butler. He brings mm-hmm. in Rose, Taz, Lou Aldang. brings in the whole squad. They end up making the playoffs. So, you know, what we got to the point, he, he was basically saying that, you know, with, with that treasure chest, the assets that the Knicks has, he didn't believe that, you know, development was going to be the, the true path that they take. And it's just interesting just watching it now and how he kind of treats OB and even Kevin Knox, Frank, you know, the guys that will struggle at times, he has no patience for those guys. And Tibbs is even going on record as saying, not that he's, that, that he's starving for a star, but, you know, it's a star-run league and that eventually he, he's going to mm-hmm. want one. So well, what do you guys have to think about that? Ash, I'll start with you, man. What do you think?
4: Yeah, it's tricky because that's one of the pros and cons of having a young team, right? So the pros is is when you're in the rebuilding era, a young team is the most beneficial because if you're able to keep them together, you'll have them for the long term. But the cons of that is that you need to have an organization, you need to have a coaching staff that knows how to develop young talent and has the patience to develop young talent. And when developing young talent, you know, it's not always going to happen instantaneously usually it does not it's very rare that you get a rook or you get a guy in his first second or you get a guy in his second year rather who's just you know ready to go and he's LeBron freaking James it just doesn't happen like that and you know I think that's where Tibbs kind of has a strike against him is that he doesn't have the time he doesn't have the time or the patience or the desire to develop the guys that he has so it is the concern you know when we speak about OB that if you don't have the patience to develop somebody who, yes, was supposed to be NBA ready. And that was the That's selling we point. Even of, Tibbs
2: said it. Even yes, Tim,
4: even that the was the selling point of OB for Tibbs and for the Knicks organization as a whole. But, you know, things change. You know, with the pandemic, you lose the summer league. You don't get a true, you know, offseason. You get, you know, a very, very short training camp. The guys can't really practice together. They're kind of practicing in units. They're practicing one-on-one with coaches. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hindered what OB's development could have been and then he got injured. So then that's another situation. So I feel like that is going to be um, detrimental and that's definitely problematic, you know, when it comes to this young team, because like you said, Tibbs does not seem to have the patience um, and he doesn't seem to want to put the work in to do what it takes to develop young talent. So that's, that's, Gonna be a problem moving
8: forward, definitely.
2: And and you know what? That's kind of why I see the focus of the emphasis on building out that player development staff, bringing in Johnny Bryant, a young upstart who groomed Dame and groomed Donovan Mitchell, and somebody that could really help on on that end. They're also they brought in Aaron Brooks. Supposedly they plan on bringing in uh, additional coaches that solely focus on the player development side. So it seems like you know this was part of my conversation with John Al. It just seems like. Leon Rose is is trying to cover up Tibbs' weaknesses, whether it's relationships or player development, so to speak, by kind of just helping him, you know, with those complementary pieces. But what, what's your take on it?
3: I agree with that take 100%. And I think we, he mentioned it, too, in the interview where you had Tibbs out in Minnesota. He was the GM. He was also the coach. And, you know, he wanted to win now. He wanted to create, like, a team that was just, like, up to speed with him because one he was doing two jobs okay so like yeah. when you're doing two jobs you also want to like make something easier on you so coaching bring in jimmy butler bringing in taj gibson bring in those guys who know your system and know how to play together makes it easier for you like so that you don't have to train those guys and it was just his voice that was he was hearing now that you have leon rose who understands Thibodeau he's bringing like that's why you bring in Kenny Payne that's why you bring in Mike Woodson these are the guys that are the soft factors to Tom Thibodeau you know when you bring in guys like Walt Perrin who can scout a good town with uh, with the Zannon brothers and you bring in Alex Klein all these guys like this is a team that Leon Rose is going to listen to everybody and make sure everyone is heard and I think bringing in Delick Rose Derrick Rose doesn't necessarily mean that Tibbs is being pushy and getting his way. I, we all saw it, okay? Alfred Payton can only do so much. We were missing a point guard, someone who can actually attack and be a threat at the rim, okay? Regardless of how Derrick Rose has, like, started to, like, teeter off and getting closer to the end of his career, and he may not be the elite finisher that he was, was when he was the MVP candidate out in Chicago, he, he at least does something that Payton, like, can do, but also helps the second unit and also keeps the ball moving at that point and passes a little bit better this season than Alfred Payton, too. Like, we we, we see how he can whip the ball around and find people moving, and the cost for Derrick Rose wasn't that much either. Dennis Smith Jr. and a second rounder is nothing. It's not like we're mortgaging the farm to go bring in Derrick Rose, and I think that was a smart trade if you're not going to use Dennis Smith Jr., who's kind of on his last leg here, and it didn't seem like he had a future here either, so you're giving him a chance to go do something out in Detroit, and you're also bringing in a guy who can help develop some of these young guys like an Obi Toppin, like an Emmanuel quickly. So I don't see this as just like Tibbs is like going to get his way every single time. I think right. Leon Rose, just from how you see how he's handled his own career, right, he listens to everybody to make sure everyone is heard, and that's the type of guy yeah. he is. He's going to bring everyone yeah. in the room together.
2: Right. And, I mean, and and based on the relationship, he will certainly have a big voice at the table based on the relationship with Leon Rose. But Ashley, go ahead.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's also, it's also though, a little bit of a lazy approach, too, because you're kind of bringing vets in to do your job, essentially. And the thing is, is this. It'd be different if, you know, Tibbs was inheriting a team that had been together, you know, for a few seasons. But this is a Knicks team that has seen a lot of changes over the past few years. And you knew what it was when you signed up. You know, to quote the popular phrase, you knew what it was when you signed up. You knew you were getting guys who needed a lot of work, You were getting guys who did not, you know, play together as a unit. There's been a lot of changes. You were getting guys that were young. You were getting guys, you know, that had a lot of, you know, things that needed to be, you know, worked out of their games, things that needed to be added to their games. So it's not a – it shouldn't be a surprise that they need work. It shouldn't be a surprise that you have a team of guys who need help, who need development. And I think that, you know, developing young talent is a chore – And it's a chore that I don't think that Tibbs wants to do. I think he's much more comfortable, you know, dealing with the guys who've been in the league. He's much more comfortable kind of pushing that on to other people, which is fine. But then you need to go ahead and have a team of guys around you, a coaching staff around you that doesn't mind going ahead and doing what you don't want to do. Because in the long run, you're not going to have a team full of vets to carry carry your your slack. This is a young team. They're going to be a young team in the future. And you're going to have to constantly develop guys. And you're constantly going to have to break them out of habits. You're constantly going to go ahead and have to, you know, put new things into their game and things like that. And if that's not something you want to do, fine. But somebody else has to be in charge of doing it. And there has to be um, some equilibrium shift in that coaching staff where that's somebody's responsibility. It's
2: it's, it's a delicate balance, right? Because if you don't have those quality vets, you're the Timberwolves, <laughs> straight up. You're the Timberwolves, and after they got rid of Butler, after they got rid of all those Bulls, they be they went back to the Timberwolves, losing and losing and losing some more. And in New York, you're not gonna last that long. Just look, just just look how what happened with David Fisdale. Look at everybody else before that. So it's a it's a double edged sword. You know what I mean? You could go in and play all the kids that you want, and and all these draft picks that we get in, you could you could pick them. You could play him and, and see what happens. You're not going to win many games, you know, unless you get the next LeBron James, which is yeah. very unlikely. You're not going to win very ga- and, a lot of games, and that's going to cost you your job. So it's a job. And then score.
4: on top of that, when you do get the superstar that you're itching for, because let's be honest, we're missing that superstar yeah, player. We need 100%. that guy. Your chemistry is then going to change again. So you're going to have to go ahead and put that development into guys once again. So, it's just going to be a constant – development is is a thing that is constantly revolving. It's constantly moving. It's constantly shifting. Yes, it may not always be rookie development, but it's always development of some sort. You can't expect guys just because they've been in the league for a certain amount of time to just be able to kind of switch up whenever the case may be. It's it, Development is constantly moving. It's constantly happening. So Tibbs needs to kind of, kind of snap out of that mind frame, like, you've been here. You should know what to do. It's not like that. This is a Knicks team. Ready. If you're trying to, you know, have a contender, be a contender in the future, you got to put the work in to make that happen. And it starts with chemistry and yeah. it starts with development.
2: Yeah. Uh, Al, you, uh, you got to skate, right?
3: I do have to skate. All right. All right. So you want to just um, just sign out for the people real quick? Well, All right. Well, Ash, CP, it was great talking with you guys. Yes, sir. Wish I could have been on longer. Got to record a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you got, for everyone out there, you can find me. You can find my work at Hoops Habit. You can find some of the stuff here at KnicksFanTV.com. Yes, you can sir. also find the podcast, Knicks Jets, et cetera. And you can also find sports betting at Tally site if you guys are into that based on where you are.
2: All right, man. Good stuff, bro. Appreciate you, my dude.
3: Thank you. Yeah, Have man. a good one, guys.
2: I'll talk to you, bro. Salute so everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Salute to Alex for coming through. CP and Ashley Moss checking in with you. Cheers. My guy Kyle Medlin in the chat. What's good, money? He said, what kind of wine am I drinking? This is a uh, a white one. This is a, a Sauvignon Blanc. You know what I'm saying? We won't give them the vin- the the, uh, the vineyard ash because they haven't sponsored the show yet. But it's a good one. You know what I'm saying? That's all they need it's to know. It's just you and me, kid. That's it. That's it, man. But it's, it's a good one. So salute to you guys. And, and that's the topic of tonight's show. JJ just said us um what do you guys want to do by the trade deadline you know we're coming up almost a month away on the trade deadline should we be buyers should we be sellers call us up let us know um six five seven three eight three one five zero nine is the number ask let me just fix your camera up real quick real quick and we'll get back to the show let me get back to the phones while i set you up ari in the building ari what's going on bro
5: hey what's up going on cp what's going on so actually um perfect perfect question because um the only answer to that question <laughs> is sellers
7: obviously <laughs> all right yeah, like, we know what you want to do here's
5: the thing this is, and, and i wanted to i wanted to talk about this before you even brought it up mm-hmm. but uh i wanted to talk about um that interview you did that awesome interview if you haven't seen it check it out with the t-wolves guy awesome interview awesome insight Basically what what you know I got from that was that kids are trying to win now. We knew that, but now we really know that, right? And um listen man, I need Leon Rose to be disciplined and um you know and, and and stick with this rebuild, man. We need to be sellers at the deadline, all right? And development needs to be the number one priority. If we trade the farm for Bradley Beal Bradley Beal and Julius Randle aren't going to win us anything and we're going to lose our entire future, I will not have it, all right? I don't care if Tibbs wants to win. I don't care. I, I don't care, all right? Like, that would be – we, we're not ready for that type of move yet. We need more assets. We need to develop these players. And then next year or the year after, yep. after we get another lottery pick or we get two picks, we get the we get a – we make the playoffs. Let's say we got our pick and, and Dallas's pick. Then maybe next year, when you have more assets and you we have another year of development, then you then you chase. Yeah. But right now, the answer is obviously being sellers. All right, obviously. Mm-hmm. And one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick, also, um, the Julius Randle situation. Right? I, oh boy. Listen, okay. Oh boy. Again, <laughs> rebuilding <laughs> is the. Number one priority right now because there's no point of making a win now move if you're not going to win a championship. I follow this girl on Instagram, all right? Mm-hmm. And she says in her caption, "If you're not first, you're last." Okay. Oh, boy. You that was me. In the caption, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know that's the point. It's okay to say, all right. If you're
2: not first, I don't know you're what happened. To
5: okay, so. Ravi Beal and Julius Randle aren't going to win us anything. We're in last place, all right? We need, to, we need to put ourselves in a position to get the next LeBron James or get the next superstar, right? And you don't do that by just mortgaging. Like, why wouldn't we have just signed Jimmy Butler and, and Busevich in 2019 if we wanted to get the two, the, two, the two all-stars? We didn't want to do that then because we knew it wasn't enough. It's too early to do it. We need to keep developing, right? And I understand Tibbs wants to win now. And listen, it's too discipline. You don't think I want to win also? I'm not trying to tank, right? I want to win, okay? But I have the discipline and I have and I have the vision to know that we're not going to win vision. no matter what right now, right? So we have to we have to just be patient All right. and and, Pre- and develop. And I understand Tibbs, it's, it's his record, but still, just yeah. do the rebuild. Right? All right, appreciate That's it, bro. It. Appreciate
2: it. Because, uh, yeah, your call was kind of chopping up. But I, I'm with you, bro. Uh, I'm with you 100%. Um, listen, Bradley Beal, Ash, we we know the talent that he is, man. We know the yeah. talent. He's an absolute stud. I would love to have him on this team. We're just not ready. We're not ready for Bradley Beal. We're not at the point in our, in our rebuild, in our trajectory, where Bradley Beal is a trade for Bradley Beal is going to make much sense for us right now. It's just not – going yeah. to make much sense for us at this current moment in time i would love to have him i'm not trading nine god for him i'll tell you that i'm not yes. trading RJ for him so you know i number one I, I don't even know if the wizards want to trade him you know i think a lot of this is, is not even about
4: whether the wizards want to trade him it's because bradley Beal want to go yeah he's, he has the power it's kind of like you know he's torturing himself but that's a different conversation typically. right Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's too early. I'm with I'm with Ari on that, man. It's too early. It's too early to to talk to talk, you know, mortgage in the future for Bradley Beal. I'm definitely not trying to do that. No chance. No
4: chance. No, I agree. I actually agree with that take. Um, you know, I said a couple of shows ago before we went on this little mini break, I said any move that you make, you know, in this era in this portion of our rebuilding era can, you know, either make or break us for seasons to come. And I don't think trading the house for someone like Bradley Beal, obviously an exceptional talent shout out to him for getting his first all-star starter vote. Mm -hmm. I mean, amazing, amazing player. Um, It's just, we're not there. We're not a team that needs to win immediately. It's not a move that we need to make because it's not going to be something that I feel like is going to drastically help us change as a team. I just think that if anything, it can go ahead and hurt us in the long run. And I think we are in a position right now where there are multiple pieces that we have that are already existing within our team, within our franchise that we want to keep. And I think it's about building on top of what we already have. I think that, you know, we have young guys, we have young talent that we have to continue to develop. And here's the thing, when you have a team that wins – Right, when you have a team that shows some type of, you know, um light of opportunity or prosperity and things like that, you get the the guys that, you know, end up being free agents and things like that, they are now considering New York. New York's now on their list because now it looks like New York's no longer a laughing stock. Now people want to play in New York again. So you get those big names not only obviously you don't get a draft unless like you said you get Lebron James but that happens how many times in a lifetime yeah. you know what I once mean in the
2: blue. Yeah. once in a blue
4: once in a blue moon but if you go ahead and you build a team that shows promise when the big names are able to go ahead and become free agents they they want to come to New York they yeah. don't want to. You know, that we're no longer at the bottom of their list. So I think that is a way to do things. And if we were a team that didn't have any draft picks, if we didn't, you know, have anything in the stock room, if you will, I would say, listen, we got to make a move. We got to make a drastic, not only for now, but right. for our future. But we're not that team. We
2: we're have a lot yet.
4: of options, and we should use them.
2: We're not there yet. And then as far as being buyers or sellers, I would say if, the, if they're going to buy – Buy low like they've been doing, like Derrick Rose type of move. If a Redick move is cheap, you know, I wouldn't be so crazy about it, but if they want to make that, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Something like that. In the margins, buy low, you know, nothing that you're going to regret potentially down the road, something low that may fall into your lap. Remember, they still have some cap room to spend and and because they haven't hit their salary cap floor. If they don't hit their salary cap floor by the end of the season, um, that balance gets spread across the roster in terms of salaries. So they still have some money to spend. If there is some sort of blockbuster trade, they could be a middleman in terms of facilitating that. But I mm-hmm. would just buy low. Selling, you know, what, what do you, I don't know, if a team wants a Bullock or a Burks or Rivers, okay, I, I guess if they can get something. But you're not going to get, what, what we're looking for is a first-round pick here. Anything less than that to me just doesn't make sense. Or if you're going to get like a, a young upstart player in, in that type of trade. If you're not getting that to me selling, I would just keep the team intact. If they want to make the playoffs, keep the team intact and shoot for that and buy low.
4: Yeah, and I mean again, this is not a team that is expected to win a championship this year, the year after, or even the year after that. I think there are teams that have a lot more pressure on them to kind of make those drastic moves because their window is short. You have teams, you know, that have guys who are much older who only have a certain amount of time left to play with each other or to play in the league. So you make those drastic moves. You don't mind going ahead and trading away a big core of your team because you want to go ahead and win that championship before the superstars on your team retire or before, you know, they, they're not the same type of player they are at this moment in time. We're not that team. We have the, um, you know, we're able to have the luxury of being in a situation where we're not expected to do much, but if we do, that's amazing, yeah. but it's not something that is a necessity. And that's what I said at the very beginning of this season. Regardless of what this season ended up looking like, whether we go to the playoffs or not, the goal is to just continue to move forward, not take steps back. Yeah. Even if it's just 5% better, even if it's 10% better, just constantly moving forward and to, to maintain some sort of foundation and consistency within this franchise, because that is what we've been drastically missing. We've been missing consistency in so many different parts of this franchise from the front office to the coaching staff to even the players that you don't want to go ahead and go back and revert to old ways. You want to go ahead and start a new culture of, you know, winning and a new culture of the New York Knicks. And you do that by keeping your young guys together and adding to what you already have without having to drastically change it. True story.
2: Well, let's hear what Angel has to say tonight. Angel, how you feeling, man? Do you want to be buyers or sellers at the deadline, man? What do you think, bro?
9: Hey, what's going on, CP? And actually, how's everybody doing?
2: Good, man. How you doing, bro?
9: I'm not going to lie. I think I almost blew a head gasket in my car watching this game. (laughs) But um, listen, if I'm the Knicks, we got to be buyers, bro. Like, first of all, we just need shooting. If we can get shooting, then I think RJ can flourish, and I think Julius Brando can keep doing his thing. So we need to get some shooting and maybe some rebounding because we're giving up way too many rebounds. And also, we're trading too many, uh you know, twos for threes. Like, we're giving up threes and just making twos. So we need to do better on a three-point defense.
7: Yeah.
9: But, um, you know, as far as – um. The game is concerned. Um, Alex Burks, you know, he deserves a free lift ride home from me because those four free throws just (laughs) maybe are going to make me have a good night. But the bench almost gave up the game. They they shot three for 16 for this game. The last two games they've been shooting six for 34. So I think they need to give Obi the ball more you know, quickly and Rose, you know, start to make shots because if you're not making them, you're going to have to score somewhere else. Give Obi the ball. You know, and, um,
7: Did you win? know,
9: besides that, I mean, I'm <laughs> happy we won, you know, but yeah. we can do a lot better. But, hey, this ain't last year. You know, last yeah. year we probably would have lost this game. So, in that aspect, you know, I'm glad Tibbs is our coach because, you know, we were still able to hold on and win the game. So, okay. I don't want to do another rebuild. You know, well, we need we're to doing, keep doing what we're doing right now. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, but pre- appreciate the call, kidding. bro. But, I mean, that's what we're
4: doing
2: right now, bro. We're yeah. rebuilding. It's that's not
9: what... another rebuild. We're yeah. doing it. We're,
2: we're in it. it.
4: We're in it. We're in it. We're in the, we're we're in in the
2: thick of it, man. Yeah. You got to be patient. got to be patient, Ash. Gotta, go ahead.
4: I mean, I hear what he's saying about give over the ball, but here's here's where that's a, a conflict, right? The moment he does – and this is, again, this is, has to do with kids and patience because when you – Obi does have the ball. It's one or two Obis that you get. You have moments where you can kind of see that if he's given more attention, if you will, to kind of grow and develop, he could be a star. There's, There's moments where you see it. But then there are times when he has the ball in his hand and you're just like, I don't understand who this person is. I don't, he looks, he looks yeah. a mess. He just does not look like he knows what he's doing. He does not look like he's NBA ready. He does not look like any of the things that were added to his resume when it came time to draft him. So, Giving him the ball, I don't think Tibbs trusts him. He doesn't. That's the thing. Tibbs is not going to develop plays. I don't think his teammates trust him. I don't think they're drawing up plays to kind of utilize him and give him an opportunity to showcase what he can do. They're not. I just think that he's he's between a rock and a hard place on this team at this moment in time because – Nobody seems to trust him because they don't know what he can do, yeah. but he's like, please trust me so I can show you what I can do. It's a very tug-of-war, back-and-forth relationship, and it's very, very difficult to see what Obi um, is going to be able to do, and you can see he looks very uncomfortable yeah. out there. He looks lost. He it, looks he like looks lost, he just man. kind of implemented him from a different planet onto the <laughs> team, and he has no it, idea, it, it, like, tough. what he's doing here. <laughs> like, how uh, did I get here? Like, yeah. it's just, it's it's concerning.
2: It's hard, man. It's hard watching Obi. You know, listen. I'm gonna have as much patience as I can. I'm definitely not gonna slander him in any way, but uh, it's tough, as you said, because on in, on one moment he looks confused. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he struggles at times in the post. I'd like to see him face up and just attack. You know, just attack. Be relentless out there. Get him in the pick and rolls. Between IQ and Rose, there's they run no pick and rolls for him whatsoever. And I they don't want trust they don't trust him, and I'd love to see that. And then, as you said, the moment whether he's doing good or bad, he's there's a point he's getting pulled. You know what I mean? He's not getting past that 10, 12 minute mark. He's getting yeah. pulled. And tonight, rightfully so, though, because the lead was getting, you know, it was it was dwindling, and the game was getting out of control. Had to go back to your go-to guy. Had to go back to Randall. But oh, the Ob thing is is gonna be is gonna be interesting to watch, man. I, I just hope they figure it out
4: it's also be it's also hard to watch it cuz like you like you both said he looks lost out there but i think he knows also i think he knows that his teammates don't trust him i think he knows his coach doesn't trust him i mean You don't have to be, you know, Einstein to kind of figure out that the plays that are being constructed do not utilize your talents. You you don't have to be Einstein to know that you're not getting playing time. You don't need to be Einstein to know that you're not getting the opportunities to showcase what you can do and what you can bring to this team. And it's definitely detrimental to the development of a player. It's definitely detrimental to your mentality as a player because you want to contribute. You don't go to the NBA looking to just sit on the bench and just, you know, collect number, the wins or pick. collect the losses and just not participate. N- you wanna be pick. there. You wanna play
2: there. Yeah, but and the problem is, the problem is they have they do not play him and Randall together.
4: They
2: don't. They do not play them to get, maybe maybe next year. <laughs> it ain't happening this year. I'll tell you that right now. And that is back to what I said earlier this year. The it, fact that they do not play them together. If you are settling with playing Obi Toppin nine to 12 minutes a night, the end, you wasted the draft pick on him, and there were other options that could have been a better benefit to this team.
4: So Woz just tweeted that the Timberwolves had fired their coach. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. They left him in New York?
4: <laughs> Damn, you think get he gets to take the plane home Damn. or not? Damn,
2: Brian this has been fired.
4: Yep, it says the Minnesota Timberwolves have dismissed coach Ryan Saunders. Sources tell ESPN oh, as of one minute ago.
2: Cold-blooded. Good job, though, Ash. We dropping bombs on the show, man, live and direct. Hit that thumbs up on so, Ashley. Let's go. Let's do you go.
4: think he gets to take the plane back to Minnesota? Yo, how's he
2: getting home? How's he getting home? <laughs>
4: Do, does he gotta get a different flight? Ooh. Like how exactly does they he
2: threw went? him on the Peter Pan, not even the Greyhound, they threw him on the Peter Pan back to Minnesota, cold world
4: damn, that's, that's Flip up. Saunders
2: son, rest in peace Flip Saunders
4: maybe he can get on a plane and Ooh. take Frank and some other people with him to wherever he goes damn, that is like take, take Peyton take Frank, take Bloody. a couple people with
0: you
2: cold business man cold business they left him in New York they said they dropped him off at Port Authority
4: that's wild
2: cold blooded man man if they would've won the game I wonder what would've happened
4: that That is a million-dollar question. But listen, that's a different level of savagery. Savage. Like, you lose the game, and it's like, yeah, you can't ride with us, homie. Savage. BJ
2: <laughs> Burkett said they putting him on a Spirit Airlines flight.
4: Ooh. Not Spirit. Ooh. Listen. Damn. listen. That's cold. That's cold. That is cold. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, look, you don't got to go home, but you yeah. can't ride with us. They putting him on <laughs>
2: Spirit. You got to pay for his own bags, the ticket, everything. You know, Spirit, they do you greasy. Like even just reminds, to get a seat belt, no you gotta pay. Yeah. It
4: reminds me of the clip. I don't know who who in the chat who's ever seen the clip, but back in the day, they used to do those MTV like docu series where they would follow different artists and stuff. And there's a clip of Destiny's Child, and they're breaking up the group, right? So it's just gonna be the three girls, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Beyonce, Kelly, and Michelle. And one of the girls is like, you know, I don't have any luggage. They're sending her back to Houston or wherever <laughs> she's from, and she goes, I don't have any luggage. And Beyonce like. Well, somebody keeps saying your luggage. <laughs> you can't come with us, no. though. Like, that's basically what they did. Oh, cold,
2: cold world, man. That's cold what's on this, son. Damn, we mm. sent him some super chats. Let me salute the super chats. Maybe we donated to him. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. CP, Ashley Moss. Holding it down. Oof. Sent that boy out in the cold. Salute to the Rhyme Animal ass. Chuck D sends us a super chat. Lee says, uh, no foot off the gas at any point in the 72-game season. Great article last Thursday, New York Times on Julius Randle. His mom's ex Texas star gives him his resolve. He's a New York type of star. Head is level for NYC MSG. And he's right though, Ash. You know, I'm, I'm um the Randall thing, you know, he's really, really earning his stripes this year with the team. Yes. Um, you know, mental toughness, mental toughness is 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 what being a Nick is about. And and he we dragged him through the mud. He heard it. He, he, I don't know if he listened to that J.J. Reddick no, podcast, no, no. but it no, was great.
4: No. It was great. We did not drag him through anything. I, I'm talking about before you came on the show. Before you, came I didn't drag him back then either. Listen. I just thought he was having a little bit of a rough time adjusting, but I. I, I i've been the captain of the random you know what
2: we gonna we gonna we're gonna do some archives of your tweets and see what's going on back do last it. year we gotta check we're gonna check your tweets from last year make actually sure.
4: please don't because i may be wrong make, sure, <laughs> make sure you was
2: consistent make sure you're consistent in your thoughts
4: <laughs> yeah you know
2: they do that man. you know they do that Oh, facts, so. they do they do yeah but uh but no his, his interview on uh on jj reddick's podcast was great uh he dropped a ton of gems on the team um, just talking, talked about Tibbs, you know, said Tibbs was, wasn't as bad as, as everybody made him out to be. Actually, he's called Tibbs a softy, said he was more of a player's coach. He gave a lot of credit to his teammates Said a lot of the young guys are Jim Rats, said it's one of the best teams he's played for, best coach he's played for. And he said it's the most fun he's having. So give credit to Julius, man. I, I really hope he makes an all-star team. He deserves it and and uh yeah man so salute to him
4: yeah they really try to get me in the chat paul robinson said do it quick before she deletes." dig those tweets up
2: dig those tweets up ashley nicole julius randall
4: this julius randall but if i did i will dig those
2: up (laughs) dig them up (laughs) salute to um john cherry sends us a super chat tim kim says i miss mitch you can really feel his his lost presence Hope he yeah. gets the bag this offseason. Yeah, salute to Mitch, man. He said he wasn't sure when he was coming back. Um, I think they had originally gave him a nine-to-four, a nine four-to-six-week four timetable to come back. So let, let's see what happens there. M. Rivera, 4396 says, Nine God is the worst nickname ever. Bully Barrett, Broadway Barrett, much better. First of all, Ooh. if yes. you don't
4: like Nine God, then don't use it. Ooh. But that's not going to change me from using it. Some people like nine it. God works. But for people who don't know the backstory, story, yeah. obviously RJ's number is nine. He's from Canada. Drake yeah. is the six god, nine god. It makes sense. Yeah. So don't diss my nickname. <laughs> it's, been, it's been catching fire. It's been catching fire. It's,
2: it's been catching okay? on. It's been catching on. Yeah, salute salute to RJ, man. Salute to RJ. Um, yeah, I mean, people people have been using it. People have been using nine god nickname, you know. I, I, I prefer Broadway Barrett, but nine god but, is not I'm, a bad one. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, salute to Yuli Ferrizola Says Mitch and Noel got them Evan Ingram hands. Yeah, you, you know about that, man. That's that's Giants problems, Ash. You wouldn't know about that, but. I
4: yeah, don't. Evan Ingram is, is not. <laughs> I'm glad that I don't. Evan, <laughs> Evan
2: Ingram is not the one. Let's go back to the phones. Washington Heights. Kalo K. Darrell, what's going on?
10: Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, Ashley? What's up, DP? What? Um,. I wanted to talk about Obi Toppin uh, when I saw him at Dayton. It was kind of like, yeah, he looked like this guy, you know, powering, dunking the ball. You know, he looked big time. But once I seen him step on the NBA floor, he's smaller than a lot of those NBA bodies out there. And when he's under there, he looks like he's hiding, like he needs an umbrella. He's not as strong as what I thought he would be in mm-hmm. the NBA. And last week, uh, to give a shout-out to Ash, he was taking a lot of flack for the G League comment. He's not NBA ready. Hmm? He Hmm? should be, but he's not. And Hmm? Hmm? he isn't getting those minutes. You know, he needs a lot of development, I believe. So I, I would say send him to G League to give him that playing time. But I also understand what everybody was talking about with the whole psychological aspect and his confidence and everything. But when you look at him running around, he does look lost out there. You know, he's not even doing that spin off move when he's backing in in the post. He's just passing the ball back, taking three-pointers. Because he can't body anybody. Knox Knox went from driving to three-pointers all of a sudden. So I really don't know what's going on. Maybe – I mean we invested in um development coaches, but where is the development?
2: Well, the thing is though, okay. you know, the develop and appreciate the call, bro, appreciate the call. So it's everybody up in the heights, uptown Harlem World as well. Um, development's just not linear, you know what I mean? And and everybody's not gonna come in and, and just dominate off the bat, even though even Tibbs said he was ready. So it's kinda surprising that he's just not getting much going out there you know even seeing him backing down guards is he's getting literally no traction ash like it's kind of concerning i'm not gonna lie to you just to see him but but even in college at dayton though in all fairness he wasn't a, a back down post up guy he would operate out the post and pass out of the post but the thing is with ob at dayton is that they had him running at the five they had him surrounded by four guards so the floor was much better spaced for him now he's got to operate as the four, maybe the three sometime. I don't know when they're going to do that, but he's got to operate in tighter tighter quarters. So I'm I'm just not sure, man. I'm just not sure. But so, we, we got to figure it out
4: with him. Well, before anything, the Timberwolves moved fast. Yeah. You know, got a new new man on the block. They hired what? Chris Finch from the Raptors, their, their assistant coach, as the new head coach what? of the Timberwolves.
2: So, have you ever seen something like that?
4: One day you're in, one day you're out. Yeah. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, you know? They were uh-huh. they
2: were plotting in the darkness. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah, they were
4: plotting. So, like, I don't think it would have made a difference whether they won or lost. This man was out. Oh, with yeah. He was
2: out of there. He was right. damn. Well, he you know, he came in under. Got a new under... man out
4: the door. Yeah. You
2: know? in, the, <laughs> th- in the shadows. That's cold-blooded, mm. man. That's cold-blooded. Especially Flip us, But... He, Ryan Saunders, um, not to put too much time on it because it's not our team, but he was, in addition to Tibbs' staff in Minnesota, as kind of what, what John Krasinski of the Athletics said, he was kind of like he was kind of like that guy that when you're a new coach signing on that you have to take on from the ownership. Like, yeah, yeah. you got to take this guy on. It happens in sports. You know, they, they yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. force certain coaches on you, and that's what, kind of what Ryan Saunders was for Tibbs. So I don't know what his qualifications were back then or now, but clearly they didn't think much of him because they they left him at Port Authority, man.
4: Damn. Yeah, they that was in the works for a while. It's just you. He was the last one to know. Cold um, regarding Obi, listen, I know you know my my G League take kind of you know ruffled some feathers and things like that, and about the development and how I mean not the development, the mentality, what it's going to do for his mentality, but. On the other side of the coin, what does it do for your mentality when you are part of the actual team, but your coach doesn't trust you to play? He doesn't draw up plays that allow you to participate. Basically, you get it, and any mistake, whether you make a good one, if it's a bad mistake or you do something right, you're getting pulled regardless. Mm -hmm. What does that do for a player's mentality? I just think that the only reason I said the G League was because it gives you the opportunity, and the G League, he's not stuck there. I know, you know, with the times that we're in right now, obviously they're in a bubble environment, but you can go ahead and pull them out and have them go through COVID protocol and all those things if need be. But I'm only saying from a G League perspective, because I feel like it's the only opportunity Obi is going to have to show Tib that he is ready to be part of this team, because I don't feel like... He's going to get that opportunity right here with the New York Knicks. I feel like Tibbs is just very stubborn in the sense that he sees bits and pieces of Obi, and that's that's all he needs to see. It doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter what he doesn't do. He's not getting the playing time. It's hindering his development. There's only so much you can do in practice because an NBA game, the speed is different. Obviously, you're playing a different team. Their speed is different. I feel like you go to the G League, you're playing. Let's not say, I mean, I don't know how many G League games everyone has seen but those guys are balling out they're not scrubs it's not like you know they're playing it's like a varsity junior those guys are pretty solid I mean there have been some good G League games this season it's giving him the opportunity to showcase what he can do because he can't do it here he's not going to be able to to do it it's not helping him
2: he's not going to be able to do it here and Tibbs was asked about Frank in the G League and he said not yet so I guess they'd rather is, have Frank get in the water for everybody because he ain't playing right now.
4: So. It's But that yeah. com- that comment in itself yeah. is ridiculous. The fact that Frank is better utilized to Tibbs sitting on the bench and just watching everything happen yeah. instead of sending him someplace where he can get reps, where he can start getting back into the swing of things, where he can, you know, play against guys, kind of just kind of get back into the game and things like yeah. that. You'd rather him sit on the bench and do what?
2: Frank's a goner, man. He's done. He's done. They're not going to – his representation is not going to let him stay here. Um, he, He's a goner. He's a goner. I, I say just send him to the G League. What do we have to lose? He's not playing.
4: And and also, my concern is – and this happened – this wouldn't be the first time this has happened in, in NBA history. I feel like what happens is, is when you are a player who hasn't had the time to kind of showcase what you can do, right – you're, now you're in the trade conversations because people think they don't need you. Yeah. But it would be premeditative to do that with Obi. Not saying that he's in any trade conversations, but, you know, if you listen to Twitter and you're on NBA Twitter and you listen to Knicks fans and things like that, you know, people aren't, you know, against sending him elsewhere, depending on what you can get in return. And that would be a pre – that would just be – um a a jump-the-gun type of decision because you really haven't given him the opportunity to showcase what he can do. And at least in the G League, you would get that kind of visualization. You'd be able to see it, and it would save him from these conversations. I just – he's not getting enough touches for me. He's not getting enough playing time for me, and I don't know what else he can do to change that, and that is my concern.
2: True story, man. Rich from Atlanta. Rich, should the Knicks be buyers – should the Knicks be buyers or sellers at the deadline before you get to your game point? Should we be buyers or sellers, bro? All right. Oh, boy, Look, he's ready.
11: If, we, if yeah. we're going to sell, the only thing I want to sell from this team is the people we ain't using, uh, mainly Frank. Um, <laughs> okay. We're wasting him right now, leaving him on the bench. Now, everybody else, I think, has been developed. At OB, we haven't given him a chance yet. So, there's only one person I think needs to go, other than, than, than Smith, who we already sent. Would be Frank.
0: <laughs> now,
11: okay, okay. About the game, um, I know that one of the things that I've noticed is that with especially with RJ, is that the rotation and the loss of Mitch Robinson has affected him the most. What when Mitch was in the game, I would see RJ go right to him for that pick and roll. Yeah. And because Mitch can catch the ball. They always lay off R.J. so he could finish. And if they didn't lay off, he was giving Mitch a dunk. Noels worst hands in the NBA. So every time he tries to pick and roll with him, when he when he tosses it up, Noels either misses it or loses it in the air. Um, Right now, the rotation is a mess because of Mitch not being there. I think that what Tibbs is doing is, yes, he leaves the second unit in there too long. But I think he's saying, look, think of swim. Because in the playoffs, you're going to have to swim in order to win. And I think that's what he's doing. He's just letting them have to fight it out. Because you've got, at some point, that second unit is going to have to play well on a consistent basis. Okay, uh, Guys, I wanted to say, C.P. Ashley, great show, first-time caller. Appreciate I just you. found the show after watching the game. Uh, love nice. it think I'm a, I'm a new fan. I'm going to be here every time you guys are on. You have a great night. Yo, represent Boogie Down in the house from yes, Atlanta.
2: Sir. Yes, sir. Salute Rich. Salute Rich. Salute everybody in the Bronx. Salute everybody in ATL. You um, should live out there as well, so salute everybody, man. Appreciate it. Let's go rapid fire, Ash. Anthony from L.I. Ant, how you doing? All right. Damn, man! No. Anthony just blew the momentum, man. <laughs> Damn,
4: you put him. You put him on. It's me. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Loud and clear, man. We waiting
1: on you, bro. No, I've been sitting there trying to get the heads up on everything, but hey, All right. it's real. I'm right. from i love y'all, boys. Okay. you know how to mix rock. You have been for so long. But right now I feel the growth. I really feel the growth. I want us to feel that. I want everybody that's a Knicks fan to sit there and understand what we really going on. He
5: right.
1: actually feel the energy. This is not like a negative energy, like, oh we're sitting there at the bottom. We're sitting there trying to go for the top right now. We cannot sit there and sit I know C T you like, okay, we we may be better off sitting there, okay, we might get a better pick. But at the same time, we get more respect. That's what Yeah. We got to win. Okay. Win as many games that you can. That's yeah.
2: how it is. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call. So so he's all in, ass. He's all 72. He said we got to get the Ws, man. He, he's not with uh, He's not with the tanking and all of that. Mm-hmm. He, he wants us to, to concentrate on the playoffs. He's feeling it, though. He's feeling it. We're 15 and 16 right now. You know what I mean? The team is 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 playing a lot differently on the Tibbs. I'm with them. You know, I'm with them, and, and, and they're fighting, man. So salute to Anthony. Appreciate that.
4: Definitely. Thank you for translating that because I didn't get any. Yeah, it was a little. Thank
2: it was a little inaudible. But he's from Long Island, so I. I you know what I mean? As, as a Long Island guy, I heard him through. I heard him through. So appreciate that. that. Yeah, appreciate that. Like that. Um, oh, damn! I'm way a lot. Waited a little too long for the. I was waiting to close with Jay Boogie, but he had to run. Sorry, folks. Jay Boogie had to run on us. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to him next time. Josh from the Poconos: Should the Knicks be buyers or sellers at the deadline, bro? What do you think?
12: I think we should be sellers, man. We got to be patient with this. Um, we, I mean, look, I mean, look what's going on with Knox. We gotta, we gotta get rid of Knox. We gotta, mm. we have to. He's mm. done. Frank's done. Um, and like you were saying, Ari's right. We gotta we gotta stay solid, you know. Um, for for the future, I mean, these small time deals like JJ Redick and stuff, I- I'm with it. I mean, what do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, if that's the move that you want to make, sure. You know, if that's the move that you want to make, sure. But you know, the little marginal getting rid of Knox Frank, you're not getting much for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not getting much for that. Ash. like. Those are the type of moves that you putting them in a package deal as like throw-ins at this point. You know what I mean? You, you're not you're not getting anything of value just a one for one straight up Kev for something else or Frank for something else. You gotta you gotta put them in a package with RJ, you know, in, in a beal trade or a larger trade where, where they're just kind of like throwing pieces for salary. But right now, one for one, you're not really you're not really um, doing much with it. You, you're not really doing much with it. So. Um, Josh, you had something on CJ though, right? What do you want to talk about CJ?
12: Yeah, um what do you guys think? I mean, what do you think it would take to get him? I mean, I love CJ. One of my yeah. favorite players, but that's probably giving up RJ.
2: Of course. And I don't I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You know, it was it was uh it was leaked in the daily news that the Knicks were Monitoring uh, in, uh, along with the Bradley Beal stuff that they were monitoring, C.J. McCollum. I'm looking at it. I hit you up, as I'm like, C.J. McCollum, where mm-hmm. did this even come from?
4: You know, they ain't trading C.J. Man. Um, I cannot confirm nor deny how I know. Um, I can, mm. I can just tell you that that is not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even close to it's happening. Foolery. It's not even in the works of happening. Um, it's. It's just, you know, wishful thinking and just typical NBA Twitter where a lot of things get thrown around. But yeah. on very good um, notice, if you will, very strong word word source, response, source. that it's not happening.
2: So. It's ridiculous and people. Oh my God! You don't even. This is this is why I brought it up on the show tonight because I get DMs after DMs that it's like, yo, what do you think about this? Are we trading for CJ? Are we trading for B, are we trading for Leave? So I'm just like, yo, just watch the show and we'll just address it one time so that we don't have to keep addressing it. The C J thing that never made sense to me. I never I don't even know where they got that from that they would that he would even be up for trade. Like there's no way. There's it's no It's
4: wishful way. thinking. Someone trying yeah. to get some clicks off or With whatever it. the case may be, but it's definitely not yeah. even remotely close to being a possibility. Um, you it'd be a higher possibility to get Melo back before you got CJ. I mean, it's yes. just not. It's just not, right. not happening. <clears throat> yeah. So
2: Sorry. Not, not happening at all. Not happening at all, man. And, and speaking of which, you know, ten years ago, as you touch on Melo, ten years ago, Ash, we made the blockbuster trade for Carmelo Anthony, the Knicks sending Raymond Felton. Danilo Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, Timothy Myers first-round pick and two second-round picks, $3 million in exchange for you Melo. You've got
4: to say his name right, though, Who? MSG style. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, I used to love that all the time, no doubt. Yeah. I used to love that, man. Shout out Mike Wolchowski, the, the MSG PA announcer. But uh, what would you think about the trade when, when that first went down, man, 10 years ago? It's crazy.
4: I think, you know, I'm a little biased just because I'm a huge Carmelo Anthony fan. I have been since his days at Syracuse. So I was hype. Um, I know a lot of people weren't a fan of it at the time. Gallinari, you know, was kind of like that guy on the Knicks. A lot of people felt like we gave up way too much for him. Um, But – Man, what a time that was to be a Knicks fan. You know, that 2012 yeah. Knicks team was just special. I mean, it was – that was a time to be in New York, honestly. Yep. That that was a good time for New York sports. I'm not going to mention who went to the Super Bowl that year, but it was Ooh. a good time to be team? in – Who was that team? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know their names. Don't let me um, go get my
2: jacket in the closet. Don't let me go get my jacket I and flex. I
4: don't know that team. I don't know that. In okay. the words of Mariah Carey, I right. don't know All her. right, all right, all right. Um, all right. But it was – it was a really good time. I mean, Carmelo Anthony obviously the hometown kid. I mean, yes, I know he came. he claims being more, but Red Hill had him first. Yeah. Chat to Syracuse also. And it was just it was a great time. I mean that, that team was special and it was unfortunate that we couldn't do more um with them. I think, you know, it was it was a lot of just random pieces yeah. that kind That's
2: of, what we kind of That's what we were left with.
4: That's what we left with. And then after that two thousand twelve <clears throat> year it just never worked again. Yeah. But I mean that was that was that was yeah. a good that
2: was a good time. Shout out Junior Coroma in the chat. He says, Ash, we own the NFC Shout out Junior man. That's my guy. Who's we? I don't know it's who you're referring to. Well, you know, Who, when, when, oh, when you're yeah, New Yorkers, we is that New York team. You know what I'm saying? The team that you I didn't
4: know New York had any teams that actually played in New York. I know we had teams that played in Jersey. Well, it's, I just, know it's just, a, it's just
2: a real York. estate issue. If you want to get technical, it's just a real estate problem. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, when
4: they when they can go ahead and actually play <laughs> in New York, maybe I'll, I'll acknowledge that as a New to. Yorker.
2: We used well, to play at Yankee Stadium, many. I used
4: ago. to be five four, now I'm five seven. Doesn't make a difference anymore. We're this is a new day. And in the new day they play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. They're folks. a real estate.
2: It's a space problem. That's it. That's the space problem.
4: Cowboys play in Dallas, so
2: <laughs> they play in Arlington. We play in, which is Arlington. In, which
4: is. It doesn't matter. It's Dallas. It's Dallas. It's still the Dallas Fort Worth area. Not a different state. We don't uh, play whatever, in Alabama. Man. But I digress.
2: Whatever, man. Um, I think my thing with Melo was with you, man. I, that was my favorite player in Syracuse days. When they made the trade, obviously I was thrilled, man. We had no excitement in the garden. Remember from yeah. from 2000 to that point, it was nothing but trash, straight losing. Even the Mar- you know Marbury and stuff, I was excited for that trade and getting Crawford. I loved that, but um, they were they were terrible. They were terrible. So when they got Stat, Stat was claiming we back, and then they go get Melo. It was great. I didn't want to give up – I was literally giving up Danilo, like you said, because he was the one piece of the trade where it was just like, you know, he could maybe become, you know, that equal to Melo. He never did, but he he was still a good pro, Danilo, still is. And um, the the, the draft pick ended up turning into a pick swap, which turned out to be Jamal Murray. So it was a lot because, like you said, once we got him, it became – you know, Anthony Carter and Sheldon Williams and yeah. just a lot of scrubs and Billy Walker and like a lot of scrubs in between. So we couldn't compete. But even though and I, I put it out there on Twitter for the people to debate it today. And, and it was a lot of nice opinions, even though we gave up a lot and it turned out to be, you know, it, it didn't turn out you know, in our favor. Obviously, I feel like a lot of people blame it all squarely on him not waiting for free agency. But if I'm Dolan, you got to roll the dice on that because I really thought he was going to go to the Nets. Remember, Leon Rose was, was representing Mello at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mello wanted a bag, and so he could have very easily went to the Nets instead. And if you're James Dolan, you're not going to let him sneak into your backyard like that. You're going to pull the trigger. I would have pulled it if but, I was Dolan as well. Yeah. You know, there were other factors that led to the demise of his tenure here. Biggest one to me was Amari broke down
4: fast,
7: fast, which
4: is till this day one of the biggest New York New York Knicks yeah. traps yeah. ever. Yeah, you it, had a it,
2: max contract in a guy that could not play.
4: Uh-huh.
2: You know, the the amnestying Chauncey Billups was a rush decision. They should have done it with Amari. And you know, but they weren't going to do that. They they definitely weren't going to do that from from a PR standpoint. So I know a lot of people want to blame it on Melo and saying that you know we mortgage future, but there was a lot of other things that they did in between that um, that messed that his whole run up. And I thought the stat yeah. thing was the biggest thing. You couldn't you, ha- you had twenty million dollars parked basically in in a rock. And so it was tough. But Nick State was a good year. Nick State was a good yeah, year. Yeah,
4: I mean. Even I mean, remember we—it was J.R. Smith. It mm-hmm. was remember the Lin Sanity era. As long as it yeah. lasted, those you know week and a half oh, okay. or whatever
1: it was—that okay.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. good week and a half of Lin Sanity. Yeah. The garden was booming with all types of Asians. It was fantastic. We yeah. looked
2: yeah.
0: like the United crazy. Nations in there.
2: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because I was I was down in Atlanta and I had I was in grad school at the time and there was a lot of Asian kids in my class, but a lot of kids that never really watched basketball, paid attention to the Knicks. So I would stroll in the class with my Knicks gear on, and I would be like that guy that would teach everybody what was going on with the Knicks and Jeremy Lin and everything. So it was a cultural movement. Carmelo didn't feel it, but, you know, it was good, it a good time. Yeah, Carmelo
4: comes. Carmelo wasn't the biggest fan of the yeah, Knicks. Yeah. But it was, it was a cool time because it was just so many um, – I think it was also so many different pieces
7: mm-hmm. that
4: just kind of came together that worked for some reason, and it didn't make sense on paper. I mean, if you look at that team – you know, and some of the team names that come to mind, you had J.R. Smith, you had um, Jason Kidd at one point, yeah. you had Jeremy Lynn. you had Carmelo yeah. Anthony, you had yeah. Stat, you had Shump. I mean, it was so many just different pieces that on paper, if you looked at it and you were reading it, you were like, "This team is supposed to do what now?" Like this, this, so, is, a, this is a cluster. Like, so
2: the thing with Lynn what
4: is
7: this?
2: <laughs> well, kid, well, kid came after Lynn. Came when kid, kid was the yeah, year after did. Lin didn't didn't decide to, to sign on with them. And Mellow mm-hmm. actually called it a ridiculous contract. But you know, like you said, man, next tape next tape was our year. They won fifty four games. Melo finished with with uh third place in the MVP voting. And and that's the closest we came, man. That that that's the closest oh, we came.
4: Oh, Rasheed Wallace. Remember sheed, that? Ball don't lie. <laughs> my my
2: favorite player, man. One of my favorite players. Sheed the absolutely. The ball don't lie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad on the Melo Days. All right, a couple more calls before you get to our giveaways. Let's go to um, Ron from Brooklyn. Ron, should the Knicks be buyers or sellers at the deadline?
13: Hey, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking my call. It's a pleasure. Um, I, I personally think that the Knicks, if, uh, if there was a time for Team Stand pat, I'm, I'm there. I think the Knicks have a, a very fun and exciting young team. Uh, I think if you watch how they play under Thibodeau's uh guidance, they can beat any team on any given night. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you bring in all types of other stars to see how far you can go in the playoffs. I think what the what the Knicks really need to do is they need to hold on to their assets. Um I think they should continue to play these young players that the Knicks have because the biggest issue with Thibodeau is, you know, he's one of those coaches that likes to win now and he likes to have solid bets on his team that he can count on. I think you got to force Thibodeau to start playing with these young guys and let him, you know, run the course with them all year. Not only is it going to help him understand that he's got to play with the guys he's got and cultivate them, but it's going to give the young guys a chance to get better and understand how to be in a situation where you're in different um, different scenarios and learn how to play. Because mm-hmm. once you start bringing in guys, like if you could bring in Bradley Beal, that changes everything. And it, I, I know it's going to help um, to some extent, but it's going to mess up the process for, for others. Plus, you hold on to these picks one more year, because next year's draft is supposed to be a really yeah. good draft. Yeah. Just being in it gives you a great chance to build your team. So keep the picks. Keep your players, and if anything, Julius Randall will have a full season on his belt. Maybe he makes the All Star team, maybe he doesn't, but he keeps growing, and his 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 value is still going to be there. So I think 100%. they should just st- stand pat and you know go
2: from there. Hundred percent. Appreciate the call, Ron. I want to see these draft picks here: the Dallas pick and our pick in this lottery, Ash. If we, if we make the lottery. Um, I want to see them here. I want to see who they become. I want to see what we can do. We need more talent, homegrown talent. Don't just bag it all up and throw it away for Bradley Beal and don't trade RJ. 100%. Do not trade RJ. Don't trade. No. RJ. 100% agree
4: with that take. Yeah. Um I obviously, if I could get Bradley Beal for Knox and Peyton, yeah. you fantastic. <laughs> yeah, great. but I can't, this is the real world and that's yeah. not going to happen. So in the real world, you're going to have to give away a lot for someone of Bradley Beal's caliber. And we're just not in a position to do that. And not only are we not in the position, it's not necessary for us to do that no, and not. saying this, we're a different team, yeah. But we're not. We're the yeah. team that we are and we need to make moves that are beneficial to who we are and what we need and where we want to be in the future. Yes sir. A uh, couple more. Make sure you guys
2: are signing up for the giveaways because we're gonna give it away in just five minutes. D from Hawaii. How you doing, D? What up,
8: what up, what up. Originally from Queens, Jamaica, Queens. Yes. Um love you hey, show, man. Good, good show. Um so for the seller and buyers. I agree with Ash. Hey, hi, Ash. Sorry. Hi. 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 CPM Ash, my <laughs> bad. Um, protocol, protocol. Obviously, <laughs> I think that uh, we should definitely get rid of uh, Knox and Frank. Not get rid of them, but get something back uh, just to help, you know, get some supportive uh, assets to, to, to get this team going. Uh, I love Tibbs. Tibbs is a, a hardcore coach for a long time. I mean, kind of reminds me of Jeff Van Gundy, you know, without uh, – <laughs> without actually jumping on the court when it was brawling back in the day. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely that. But uh, I just want to hit you with one point uh, when it came to the Bradley Beal conversation.
1: <clears throat>
8: um, I don't know if you guys are looking at the fourth quarter where uh, Clyde, I think uh, it was Julius Randle that was going to the line. And instead of Clyde saying Julius Randle, he said Bradley, and then he stopped. <laughs> and then he said I- – Julius knows about to go shoot uh, That actually <laughs> called me. I
7: was like, all right, cool
8: and I listened into that first call and I was like, Hey man, that that man's over oh, was RE. already? was like he got the vision. So hey the vision is there. I mean obviously how like what Ash said that if you know, there's gonna be a lot of assets that we're gonna have to use yeah. uh, in order to get in order to get Bradley Beal, but um I'm definitely down I'm I'm on the trade to, to get Bradley Beal. Uh but, yeah, yeah, I just want to say shout-out to your show. Yeah. Um, shout-out to Manscaped, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Keep the groom down there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, yeah, y'all have a
2: blessed day. Yeah, man, appreciate it, bro, appreciate it. Yeah, man, and, and he shouted out bro. the sponsor, Ash,
4: you know? I actually got my kit, not that I, I oh, needed it. you got the kit? I did get the kit. Damn. I don't
2: need it. How is it? How is it? Man, I, it don't, was, I don't need the testimonials, it. but just let me know, I, you know.
4: I, listen, I can't give you a testimonial because it's not something I could utilize. I gave it to my dad. Okay, uh, all right. But I can say that women, we do like, you know, a little grooming. You gotta the, keep it tight, man. Gotta keep it right. You gotta, gotta keep, keep it, it tight. tight you know, that's, yeah. that's all I can tell you. Yeah. I can yeah. just tell you what women like. I yeah. can't tell you what it looks like. I can't yeah. tell you what it
2: feels like. I, I keep it, it handy like. right by the computer, right here, just in case. You know what I'm saying? Just in case. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm into, man. Is that where I'm you into. like to do it? Yeah, it's right. It's, what, what I'm watching the game. I got the TV right here. You know what I mean? Got like, it. Yeah, that's got it, man. So it. To yeah. everybody in the chat, manscaped.com promo code NYX for 20% off. My guy D from Hawaii got his. All my friends in the UK, Australia, we do ship down there as well. 20% off your full purchase. It's a great product, man. Ashley got hers. She's using it. She loves it. No testimonials.
4: <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no testimonials, but yeah, make sure you guys get your products. And, uh, yeah, they got a ton of stuff, though, in Manscaped. Not just the shaver, uh, the cologne is good, the um, travel bag, all that stuff. So make sure you guys get it 20% I really, off.
4: I, I really love the fact that you keep yours by the computer. Keep it, though, yeah,
2: it. keep it handy. Keep it handy. You got
4: to look – I know. You got to look good for the Knicks. I got
2: it. Everything. You know what I for mean? Respect. Yeah. Keep, keep it groomed. Keep it groomed. So salute to D. For, yeah. This is a good reminder by D. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. All
9: Thank right, you two good. more
2: calls before we wrap up. I got to hear from my guy, Zay from Maryland. Zay, what's going on, bro?
12: What's going on, man? I'm cracking up about the the clip is about it
7: the, the computer. Yeah,
12: you, you gotta keep it no, keep it tight, see? Keep it oh. tight, bro. <laughs> I hear you. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, me the uh <laughs> the my opinion on the whole uh buyer seller thing is I think yeah. we should be buyers, but like, very cheap buyers. Like, we got to be real cheap on the market, you know? Um, I think we cannot – we don't have enough assets to be sellers at all. Like, who are we selling? Yeah. If anybody – that we're, we're, the only piece that we can really sell and get something for are pieces that we need to keep on the team. Right. So that's not even a realistic goal. Um I think we need to be patient and, you know, just – Add pieces to the team. So right now, I think the biggest hole is you know we need a point guard. You know a lot, a lot of people they love quickly. They think quickly needs to be the point guard, but I think quickly is like the perfect off-ball guard yeah. that can play like that can play with the ball. I think he's more of a shooting guard, um, kind of like that Swiss Army knife, kind of like a CJ McCollum uh, type player. Right. So I don't you know a lot of people want to you know push him to be the starting point guard. I don't think he's a starting point guard quality. I don't think he has the handles to really. Uh, be starting point guard. I think he just has enough handles to pretty much uh, facilitate at, at, at times in, uh, in the game. Um, but, uh, and then another thing with Obi, uh, I want to bring up the Obi topic real quick. Um, I think people need to remember that, you know, it's is a funny season. Like,
7: mm-hmm. you know,
12: it's the pandemic, yeah. there's teams that are losing two, three players at a time. Too. You know, mm-hmm. luckily we haven't we haven't had had that yet. We haven't had any problems. But, you know, I think Tibbs is keeping all his pieces close to him, you know, and he doesn't want to send anybody to the G League because he just never knows when he needs to actually throw them in there um, and, and they're going to get more playing time than than, than expected. So um, I, I think OB's fine just learning off the bench and, and staying with the team. Um, but he's a tweener, though, so it's not – he's too small to be a, a center. He's too yeah. – yeah you know, he's too like I don't know he's, he's just kind of like Tweener. he needs to either bulk up or slim down yeah and, and work on his shots, so uh, I think that's where we're gonna progress to, but it's his first season he's got plenty of seasons to go. We got enough guys in the in the locker room right now that are hard working guys that's gonna you know hit the off season running, and I think that's what we're building towards now with this team is we're gonna hit the off season and we're gonna get better. And, and you know, stop worrying about this season. You
0: need yes. to worry about the future seasons. And Obi's
2: going to be fine. True, I, I agree with you, bro. I agree with you on all the trade talk. You know, we just got to focus on on taking the steps to progress. I think as as soon as people see that, you know, we in playoff contention, it's like, okay, you know, let, let, let's put the pieces together and win right now, win right now, win right now. You know, I we can't we can't think that way. You know, we can't think so short-sighted. We just got to just let it marinate. Just let it marinate with what they have. If they make it, cool. If they don't, to me, even better.
4: Absolutely. And first of all, there are over 1,400 people watching right now. And I only see 695 likes. And to the seven people who hit the thumbs down, you're whacking, you're corny, okay? <laughs> I see you. And whoever the person is that hits the thumbs down before the show even starts, I see you, too. Yeah, we you're know whacking, who they are.
2: Corny, we know who they are.
4: Okay, they you're are. corny. But I need everyone to hit that thumbs up because there's 1,400 of you in here, and we should have more than 699 likes. And so you heard um, back to the, the topic at hand, yeah, um, yeah I mean, you just got to gotta let them cook. That's it. It really it is what it is. You got to you gotta let them cook. You got to let them kind of – you got to figure out what the team, as it looks like, what it can possibly do together. Mm-hmm. And then that's the only way that you can really, you know, um, intelligently make a good decision and what you can add to the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to do that in reverse. I think a lot of the times you get – you know, spoiled by the fact that you're winning and you're you're winning, you know, consistently. It's not like we're having we're in a losing season. We're right in the middle of it. We're right in the hunt of things Mm -hmm. in the East and you have to go ahead and, you know, you get, you get hungry and you, you want more and you want it now, but yeah. that's not the long game. You gotta play the long game. You gotta play the smart game. And the smart game is taking what you have, developing it, seeing what you can do, letting that cook, and then going ahead and adding that at a later date without having to go ahead and turn your, entire team upside down and inside out. So 100%.
0: Um,
4: I, think we're, I think we're headed in the right direction, and we have a lot more that we need to do. Obviously, we're not anywhere close to finish. We're completed as a team. Nobody is saying that. Nobody is doubting that. But you can't put the carriage before the horse, as they say. They mm-hmm. got to go together. So –
2: Ruel Wilson from Japan, says Ash putting the folks on blast. Yeah, yeah, we got up to 800, so yeah, let us yeah, know. Yeah, I man. have
4: to, because I don't like the fact that someone thumbs down in the yeah. show
2: before it even starts, and you're quoting. Well, you know, you. I mean, you know, what you'll learn is, is that you know, we got haters here at Knicks Fan TV. and, and all
4: uh, right. so from, from doing is, this
2: all the time. How we, can
4: you, what, did, what did Chris Brown say? How can you hate from outside the club? You can't even get in. That's it.
2: Okay. That's <laughs> it. This is exclusive. So we we used to it. You know, but our, my saying is the love always overpowers the lames. You know what I'm saying? And, and we got 800 likes right now to seven. So I never worry about the thumbs down. It's expected. You know, you expect it at this point. We got 31,000 subscribers here. You know what I'm saying? People get upset. People get tight. You know, people... Want the other people to watch their show. It is what it is. It, it is what it is. But for the people that are here, we want you to hit that thumbs up. So hit that thumbs up for your squad. Like like you heard Ashley say. All right, Ash. Um, last call of the night before we do the giveaway. Dan from Long Island is the closer. We missed Jay Boogie, but Dan is 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 a good call as well. Dan, go ahead and uh, send us home, man. Yeah, what's,
14: what's good? There? First of all, I can't. Yeah, the big big shoes to fill with Jay
0: yeah.
14: Boogie. Just real real, yeah. real quick. Um. The people giving you the thumbs down is all that old media. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's old media. You're new media, right? You're cutting edge, right? You're doing all the new stuff. And that's why old media can't get Julius Randall to open up the way Jada, J.J. Reddick did, right? Yeah. That's why cats can't do interviews like the knuckleheads, right? Because those guys get people to really open up. It's a whole new form. That's what you guys are doing. You guys are the cutting edge. It's all this old media um, I know you got to play nice with Bondy and Berman and all those cats, but those guys are on the way out, and, and those are the guys who are hating. Yeah, real, real quick, real quick. Um, Ash, I love you, but I, I don't know. I get the sense that you you drag Thibodeau a lot on the show. No, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm just saying like you're killing him a, a little bit, and I, I just feel, listen, we're a game under five hundred. Remember last year Veterans Day was getting blown out by thirty at home by the Cavs. Oh
7: yeah, yeah.
14: And you know, as far as Obi's concerned, listen, he sees him in practice every day. The kid didn't have a summer league. The kid didn't. The kids kid didn't even play in a Power Five conference. Maybe he takes some more time to get ready. So again, again, I'm not coming for you, Ash. I'm Not bringing no smoke. I'm just saying, I just get the <laughs> sense sometimes that you're kind of dead down on Thibodeau. I thought you was light today. I um, thought you was light. I don't on know. T- I'm very happy where we are. So
2: yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Have so, Appreciate you, Dan. Appreciate you. I didn't think you. I didn't think you were too heavy on tips. Tonight.
4: Yeah. I, I thought it you. was nice for Tibbs today. Yeah. yeah. Go, ahead. But, go ahead. Um, I always call a spade a spade. It's just it is what I do. It just it is what it is, and I feel like I go ahead and I'm very, very grateful for what he has done with this team. We're top five in defense in the NBA, and that's credit to Tibbs. I think this team looks like a team. I think this team's attitude has changed drastically from last season and previous seasons, and that is credit to Tibbs. And I will never take that from him, but just because I am, um, you know, proud of him in the sense in certain things, does that mean that he is, you know, not allowed to be critiqued. And there aren't things about him that need to get better. His rotations need to get better. I think the way he views um, player development for these young guys needs to get better. And, I definitely think that with criticism comes change and with change comes a team that I think Knicks fans deserve and we deserve a team that wins. We deserve a team that wins consistently. We deserve a team that competes. We deserve a team that's going to be a contender. We deserve a team that's no longer the laughing stock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, We've mm-hmm. been in this cycle for way too long where It's just been hard to be a Knicks fan. It's been embarrassing sometimes to be a Knicks fan, that you have to go to bat and defend a team that does not look great, that even, you know, the front office, even the franchise doesn't know what they're doing that they don't believe in. And now we're finally in a space where that's not the case. You know, they're talking about us on, you know, the big three, if you will, in in sports media. Everyone's talking about the New York Knicks and how this team is how they look different. But that doesn't mean that Tibbs is not prone to criticism when need be. And I'm a firm believer that if you deserve the criticism, I'm going to give it to you because I'm a Knicks fan and I deserve a team that's going to win. And if you're going to be the coach of the future, then I want a team that wins. And in order to do that, I got to critique you when necessary. And that's it.
2: Simple and plain. Drop the mic. Simple and plain. Simple. It's
4: tough love, Tibbs. It's all love, though. <laughs> I love you, bro. It's all love. It's all love.
2: All right, here we go. So to everybody in the chat, I'm seeing more entries coming in, but this is it, man. You guys had all day to do it.
4: No, I feel like we shouldn't give this shirt away ooh, we until
2: we hit a thousand likes.
4: We That's got how 886.
2: I feel. Let's go, let's go. That's because, how I feel. Because not only is the shirt going away, that I got, a, I got for for all those out there in the wintertime, I got an all black with a oh, with a nice blue outline. Uh, Scully, man, protect your bean. You know what That's I'm it. saying. So two, there's two people gonna go, go home tonight, winners. So let's go, let's get those likes That's up.
4: That's how man. I feel. You scratch my back,
2: let's go. I scratch your back. Now you're right, you're right, Ash. I appreciate that. Being the voice of reason here. You know, you know what I'm saying.
4: You
2: know. So let's go, let's get those likes up. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new as well, and we'll shout you guys out. And thirty cities in the chat, man. Thirteen hundred people in here. Let's thirty cities in the chat. Let us know where you guys are checking in from. And we will shout you guys out as well.
4: While we wait for those thousand likes mm-hmm. that are coming soon, mm-hmm. I will ask, how do you feel? Listen, Boogie's out there on the free market. Drummond uh, is going to be moved. What, you know, I see some Knicks fans in the chat all night talking about Boogie to New York, the yeah. markets to New York, Drummond to New York. What What's your take on that?
2: I mean, I think as we talk about the OB situation, it takes more playing time away from him. You know what I mean? It takes more playing time away from him. I I think Boogie's washed. He's washed. He's done. You know, people have been talking about Boogie for like the last four years. He's been done for the last four years. He's cooked. He plays no defense. I need somebody that can play defense. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: He can stretch the floor for you, no doubt. No doubt. He can still stretch the floor for you, still score a couple buckets here and there. But I don't want to take that time away from Obi. You know what I'm saying? Right now what I want to figure out, I want to figure out a way to get him some more playing time and get Randall at the five. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Boogie, nah. I wouldn't touch. Drummond, see the thing with Drummond is he's not helping you from a spacing standpoint. You don't want to clog that thing up even more with Randall and RJ in the middle. Even though Mitch is gone for a couple weeks, Drummond is not going to help you do that. You know what I'm saying? Drummond, he, he, he's a, hes another guy that's going to hold the ball. He's going to bang. He can pass the ball. He can facilitate. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's a scrub. I'm just saying I, ideally for this team with Randall already here doing that, I'd, ra- I'd rather go a different direction. Give me a five that's going to be either a lockdown defender or somebody that's going to just be a lights-out, you know, spacer, a floor spacer for us. That's what we need. But those guys – unavailable that much unless you're gonna pony up, unless you're gonna pay to play. But Boogie's washed, man. I'm not going with Boogie.
4: Yeah. Man. I think the thing with Boogie, and I tweeted this, because there are a bunch of teams that, you know, people are saying that he should go to. I think it only makes sense for him to go to one or two teams. And yeah. one of the teams I will not name, that other team in New York that we don't acknowledge. Yeah, we don't the other <laughs> The other team is the Lakers because here's the thing. Boogie is only going to be beneficial to a team that does not need him to score. Right. They're only He's only going to be beneficial to a team that really just needs somebody who can bully people because that's really all that he can do at this moment in his career. His defense is very inconsistent. His offense is non, non-existent virtually. So he can't go to a team can't that requires him to put up points. Yeah. He can't go to a team that requires him to play like impeccable defense. Basically, he's your pit bull out there. It's for a team that's struggling defensively that just kind of needs somebody to kind of, you be know, be a
2: body out there. Yeah,
4: be a body, just yeah. out there on the court, you know, you know, giving, you know, another team a little bit difficulty when it comes, you know, making shots and things like that. And there's only two teams that really can use that and need that because scoring is not their issue and the New York Knicks are not one of those teams. So I just feel like rookie does absolutely nothing for us. Yeah. Drummond, I mean, listen, Drummond is I got to give Drummond his credit because he was really He's able talented. to turn that. He's super yeah. talented. And on top of that, he really just won 180 his entire career because yeah. last season, people were looking at him all types of crazy, saying, is yeah. he washed? Is it yeah, over for true.
0: him? That's true. That's and
4: true. he rose from the ashes like a phoenix. And here we are in conversations like, yo, where is he going to go? Yeah. And I don't know if the Knicks are somebody that, can benefit from him either. I think that it's is going to change. Yeah, it's just too to tight. Yeah. Just too tight.
2: When, I, when we talk about RJ driving and lane on four, guys, you know Drummond's not going to help you in that way. You know that's the thing because he he can't shoot it. He can't shoot it. He's not gonna. He's not gonna help you space that floor. That's a problem. He's dominant. Don't get me wrong. I mean that second to last game that they played against the Cavs, he dropped like thirty and twenty against the Knicks. They mm-hmm. had no answer for him. You know. Yeah. But I just I don't think he's the answer for us. At this time. And yeah, correction,
4: tough. Boogie's offense is not non-existent, but when you compare it to Sacktown Boogie, it's yeah, not going yeah, yeah. to be he's not, consistent he's not who he consistent at this point in his career. Yeah, so, yes, he, he can was. shoot, but you don't always get the same Boogie day in and day out. When yeah. he was in Sacramento... Boogie was a monster. I'm, he's no longer that DeMarcus nah, Cousins, and let's, let's call it what it is. It is. Let's just call it a spade a spade, yeah. as I always say. It, it's just, at this point in his career, it's just not going to happen from him. Hey, it, he's it, just not that guy. He's just not
2: that yeah. guy. Let's go. We got 930 likes. Let's hit that like button. Hit that thumbs up button. Um, let me shout out. I saluted. Who don't want to shout out? <laughs> My guy Kyle says uh, he's checking in from Long Island at his parents' house. So salute Kyle Money, no doubt, no doubt. My guy um, Slick Nick says he's checking in from Bucktown. Salute to Bucktown. All right. Um, who else we got in here? Salute to my guy Hosby checking in from BC up in Canada. NYK MJ 305 so it sounds like a Miami person. Love the show. Can I get a shout-out, Nick's fan for life? No doubt, man. Uh, who else we got in here? Joseph Richardson says he's team drumming. Okay. Teron Mosley, Brooklyn Bedstyle. Salute to everybody. Do or die bed Carlos Martinez, Perth, Australia. No doubt, man. Salute to everybody that was uh, down in Australia. Australian Open. Salute to uh, Naomi for taking it home. Yes.
4: What time for Naomi Osaka. Yeah,
2: man. Dominant, dominant mm-hmm. performance. Liggy from Adelaide, Australia. Okay. All right. We got pseudonym Skeeps uh, Skeep from North New Jersey. Fresno, California, engineering with rock What's going on? Alfredo G How you feeling, bro? Uh, Rich Sanity says Living in Dallas, but from BK No doubt London City, Jamal Sam Simpson Damn 5am out in London, so he's dedicated Either getting ready for work, or he's just locked in Appreciate it, still (laughs) Shout out to Jay Thompson, Freeport, show to the port Everybody out in the belt as well Uh, James Glimco from Long Island So Long Island's in here, heavy tm yeah australians are always repping us man so yeah definitely appreciate it 954 we're on the come up people let's get those likes let's hit that thumbs up button
4: listen i need 40 000 i need 45 more likes guys
2: 45 more likes
4: That's it. now it's 44
2: let's go come on let's go we're ready to hit we're ready to hit the button i'm ready to hit the button you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying we're ready to go Waiting on the people, man. Let's go. Hit those likes. Let's get those Waiting likes. On Waiting on the people.
4: 1,300 of you guys are here. Mm. It shouldn't be that hard. We yeah, should have been go. at 1,000 already.
2: 956 and climbing. Mm. Fort Green, Brooklyn student 73. What's going on, Fort Green? Um, two Lunch JC. Shout out, Jersey. Salute to Jersey, man. Mm. Chris Iodice, Jackson Heights. Right, Nick's Lights in the building, man. Nick's Lights, appreciate you. Nick's Lights makes our highlights for the evening, so definitely appreciate you for that and all your hard work. He makes all the, he or she, I'm not sure who they are, but they make the individual highlights and everything, so we appreciate that.
4: I feel like if we get to a thousand likes and we need to plan something where it's like a giveaway that I do for the fans... Let's do because it Because we are now 10 away So we'll plan something special Where I give something personal From me to you guys If we get to a thousand well, What are we
2: going to do? Like love connection? If, no. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be <laughs> Chuck Woolery I'm going to be Chuck Woolery there Not let's auction it. me off Yeah let's do it Let's do I it I don't think we can do that Yeah let's do it The chat would be loving that Let's
4: do I it I don't think we can do that I don't think we can auction me off Who's behind
2: door number one? Oh, oh that would be a show that would be a dope show, Ash. We gotta awesome. Think about
4: that. Are we gonna do a Knicks fan TV love connection yes. show? Yes, that, oh would that would be perfect.
2: That would be perfect. We doing
4: love Name connection. Name top three favorite Knicks. We'll, I'll see if we're compatible. So, <laughs>
2: I'm telling you. Yeah, that would be the that would be the joint, man.
4: That would be hilarious.
2: Yeah, Maybe. Be, yeah. See, now we got to a thousand likes. That means the chat is with it. <laughs> the chat is with it look how fast we got to a thousand likes man off that suggestion all right here we go love con- Nick's fan tv love connection that's a new can't. show
4: <laughs> look what you started that that's your fault now show. you gotta come up and
2: oh god let's <laughs> go i'm with it simp fan tv hit that like button for simp fan tv in here let's go yeah dude
4: i cannot believe you just auctioned me off let's on go this.
2: win a win a date with ash Mixed Fan TV Love Connection. Let's do it. Yeah, the chat is with me. The chat is with me on this. This is a great idea. So to everybody that played, man, and everybody who supported us, Ash, go ahead and uh, sign out.
4: All right, so as usual, guys, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ash Nicole Moss. And make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, All In With Ashley Nicole. And I know you guys keep asking me and DMing me about this Special secret project that CPI and working on. I promise you it's coming. I wasn't, you know, making it up. It actually is in the works. Um, So just, on just the be way. patient. It's almost there. I got you guys. And we will be rolling that out very, very shortly. So that's
2: it. Absolutely, man. Love the connection. Nick's Fair TV on the way to. No, that's not the show. That's not the show. But uh, we do have something in the works. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great, man. Knicks win a tight one leave us a comment in the chat let us know what you thought Uh, keep the conversation going man we have the discord group we have uh, Twitter private chats you know we always keeping the conversation going so you always know where to find us Instagram, Facebook as well appreciate you guys and um, Wednesday night Knicks uh, Gold State Warriors Steph Curry and them coming into town Tuesday Tuesday. so Steph dream on and everybody coming into town, and the fans, the fans. Yeah, and
4: I, I'll actually be recording on Thursday. So Thursday, if guys, all right. Because I see you guys out there. Make sure you guys say Autog- what's up.
2: Autograph session with Ashley <laughs> Fan TV at sec at Gate 33. Let's do it. Let, let's do it. Let's do it, man. Yeah, now nah, that'll be a good one. Ash. You're gonna have to call in after the game, man.
4: Let us oh, know for what's sure. Going on.
2: Yeah, that that'll be a good time, man. So. Everybody, take care. Salute to all the mods. We appreciate it. And congratulations to all the winners. And we'll see you guys Tuesday night. Peace.